When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Well, I don't think it's funny. Episode three. What a dick. Are you a boner guy? You know what? I miss penis. What are you talking about? I'm the one who should apologize. Cuz. Cuzaroo, Slapperoonie. It's showtime. WATP. WATP. Hello, Robert Nixon Cuzaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show that reminds you to not be stupid, you moron. I'm your host, Carl, with me today. Making his first and final appearance on WATP, friend of Dr. Steve from the Jim and Sam Morning Show and now the podcast. Jim and Sam, Jim Norton's here with us. Thank Jimmy. you. Sorry I was late today. This whole th- I didn't know there was a live audience. This whole thing is my fault. Yeah. Because I wanted a coffee. I didn't know. Yeah, you made us way early and then you made us late for being late. I early. apologize. Yes, yeah. it, was, it was a real cluster, uh, a cluster F. You know, let's keep it radio friendly, guys. <laughs> this guy is a radio veteran. He knows how to work around the FCC. Yeah, Jim could say that it was his fault, but everybody who's listening knows it was still Carl's. Also, a man who was invited because I thought Jimmy needed a ride. It's Vinny Paulino, everybody. Vinny, thanks for joining us. Jim drove himself, but I'm dead weight. Hey, yeah. please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to the subreddit, link to our Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and of course, that link to Patreon and Supercast, featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month, as well as the live streams on the live shows, Wednesdays and Saturdays. I'm doing a crossover show with Dick Masterson coming up this week. And also, WATPlive.com. Tickets are now available and on sale for Detroit, September 30th, the next WATP Live show. And then we're doing New York City, October 15th. We'll be in uh, Manhattan. So those tickets will be available very soon. Where in the city? City Winery. Oh, that place is great. Yeah, I saw Dice there. It's an awesome uh, venue. We played that venue in Nashville. Uh, a couple months ago, and they were so great to us. They treated us way too nice, considering yeah. what we do. Oh, you have a nice view of the river. You can have a nice meal after. It's a really it's a delightful venue. I'm sure my wife will be very excited about it. Yes. Uh, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and then shit all over us in the comment section. Vinny, did you want to talk about the roast? That's yeah, you up? forgot a plug. Well, it's sold out. <laughs> what do you want to plug? It's not sold out. There's one goddamn ticket left, you bastards. Buy it. Oh, you're the worst. You're the worst. That's what you wanted to interject just yeah. now. One ticket available for the roast. Yeah. September Someone 17th. Someone help me out and put me out of my misery and September buy this September 17th, uh, creepoffroast.com. We're at the Comedy with Carlson doing our roast. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us five-star review on Apple Podcasts and show overs in the comments section. Vic, our review girl, was supposed to be here, but then she had to cancel last minute. So, unfortunately, we will not have Vic today and all of her assets. I know. Today, we'll be reviewing a show called The Alex Jones Show. Everyone is talking about this major trial that Alex just lost, but I don't hear anyone breaking down Alex's assessment 
of what happened. I have heard none of it. Like, I have heard, uh, I've interviewed Alex, so yeah. I, I find him very entertaining as a person. Me too. And he's probably the best talker in the history of broadcasting. Him or Scott Farrell are the two best talkers. Agreed. They, can, they can literally just talk for six hours alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have not heard what he said about his trial, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, let's get right into this, because Alex Jones is the biggest news story right now. Yeah. And knowing Alex Jones, even though he has to pay over $40 million to these two families of the Sandy Hook victims, and there's plenty more coming, he still is way too excited about being in the news because he's just one of those guys. I want to start off by showing you guys. Have you seen what his set looks like lately? No. His set makes Steven Crowder look like Wayne's World. His set is fucking awesome. Well, does he have to actually pay all that money, though? Well, we'll get into all yeah. that. <laughs> yes, I know. We're gearing up for uh, the full analysis. Okay. InfoWars. Tomorrow's news today. Well, I can't say that I personally enjoy the entire establishment trying to bring us down. But deep down, it, it's satisfying to know that we're really giving these corrupt globalists a run for their money and that they fear us above all others. Nobody is better at spinning something. He He's like me when I get caught cheating. Like you just try to find the positive. I am so happy you care enough to look through my text messages. <laughs> yeah, he literally turned the Sandy Hook victims into globalists within the first three seconds of the broadcast. Whether people love or hate him, there is no better person at taking something and spinning it into the direction he wants it oh, to Oh, yeah. Go. That's what all of these. I watched a bunch of these episodes from this past week where he's talking about this. And he brings on guest after guest who are all agreeing with him. Yeah, yeah. The show trial, yeah, yeah, this is all ridiculous. I got caught. One, one, my girlfriend's caught me with condoms, and she like there's someone missing, so she knew I had been cheating, and I had to go. No, I was saving those because I wanted to practice masturbating into them, so I could use them so in case you don't get pregnant. Like this whole thing, yeah. you just you probably you, had that all written down too. <laughs> no, I improved it. I did it terribly, and she didn't believe it. So it's one of those things where when you can take them out of what they throw at you and spit it into, yeah, that's what I meant to happen. The balloons for a party. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so. He looks like he's broadcasting from a spaceship. God yeah, bless it. That's, that's a really cool set. And uh, let's get right into Alex Jones, who, again, I'm just going to reiterate this, just lost a case and owes yeah. over $40 million. This is his victory lap. It's been the number one story for the last week in the United States. It's been in the top 10 stories in Europe and other parts of the world. Not China threatening war, not Russia winning the Ukraine war, not collapsing borders, not human smuggling, not mass suicides and fentanyl deaths, but the monster, Alex Jones, who questioned a mass shooting. I like how he's changed that, too. Well, I was just asking questions, guys. And his ability to uh, to continue to perform under fire, I would yeah. collapse so quick. If, they, yeah. if I had just lost this money, my first episode would be like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I don't want to pay the money. I don't know how you keep it together. Super chats are open. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'll say anything for $10. <laughs> uh, the ability to continue to perform yeah, and to continue to talk and whether or not, I'm sure inside he's miserable, but the, the ability to hide that publicly. Well, we saw him on the stand 
when it was revealed that they had all of his text messages yes. and all of his phone conversations. He looks exactly like I looked when mine were looked at. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> I thought I deleted that. Oh, for Pete's sake. <laughs> it's funny, too, because he, he blames it on a paralegal. He's like, yeah, it's a paralegal. You're paying someone 12 bucks an hour, and you're they're in charge of all of your messages? Dude, I'm going to tell you something. Johnny Depp's lawyer did the same thing. I yeah. believe those Paul Bettany texts or a bunch of texts got sent by accident to the other lawyer. What a terrible mistake. Yeah, it's funny because the attorneys make 500 bucks an hour, and then the people who do all of their work make 12 bucks yeah. an hour. There, there's like a disconnect there. There's a reason why these mistakes happen. And why wouldn't he... De- I don't know why he wouldn't delete them. Dude, Unless they told him you can't. He, we- sh- he should have auto-delete going on on yeah. everything yeah. he ever puts out there. So I don't think he's understanding, or at least he's pretending to not understand what this lawsuit was about, because it's defamation. Yeah. You know, when he wants to spin it into freedom of speech, and he might have some points that we'll get into, but not with this one. I have the mayor of Uvalde in my stack actually coming out and saying he thinks there's a cover-up in Uvalde. Well, I guess he'll be the next person to face a 40-plus million dollar judgment. You could say you think there's a cover-up. Yeah. That's not what this lawsuit was. Yeah, I don't think the mayor of Uvalde is saying that there was no shooting. He's probably saying there was a cover-up procedurally <laughs> or, some, or something like that. Yeah, uh, and that, I think we all know. I sure. Think. I mean, that's what happens when Bob Kelly is the mayor of a city. <laughs> that's exactly who that You know what, dude? Just wait till SWAT gets there, dude. So I, I, I think it was Brian Regan who had that special epitome of hyperbole. Mm. This is right here, the epitome of hyperbole coming from Alex Jones. This is impressive. There's been constant attention. And I should set this up. What he's explaining is that now they're not only going after Alex Jones, but they're going after his attorneys as well. Who is? Who knows? The globalists, oh, the Democrats. Okay, yes. Jimmy, I, mean, I, yeah, I can't I, keep up with all yeah, of this. The crisis actors. <laughs> I'm trying my best here. <laughs> Who is? That's one of the funny things about Alex Jones is he's always talking about them and the, the globalists. You're like, is it just George Soros or is it Bill Gates too? I'm not sure. Yeah. Specifically, it turns doctor. out it's just all the bloggers making fun of his lawyers for giving away the tax. <laughs> yeah, probably. They're yeah, after us. Bit of, a, bit of a blunder. Yeah. yeah. He, he's like the globalist, the subreddit. You know, <laughs> he doesn't know who he's going after. Discord. Constant attacks in the court of public opinion and in the courts of law against anyone who defended Alex Jones or Infowars. And let's be clear, if, if, if I was caught with dead kids in my basement, the defense lawyer that took the job, they'd call him a hero because every man deserves a defense. But but now with Alex Jones, who just questioned a mass shooting, oh no, we've got to sanction every lawyer involved. Why are they trying to sanction his lawyer? Hold on a Which, second. I know, I know that's a good question. Yes. But did he just say that if he had dead babies in his basement... Whoever represented it would be applauded by the media. Well, if you, I, I do, I will say that my idol is Gacy's old lawyer. So yeah, it's a fair point. <laughs> it's a fair point. Yeah, fair point. I would idolize a lawyer if he walked into court and said, "We plead guilty." <laughs> yeah, right. like, yeah, great job. It's exactly. Good job. You're my hero. Um, I'm sorry. Where's the defendant? I beat him to death this morning. <laughs> he, he won't be making it to court today. Like, okay, this is a good attorney right here. I, this guy's amazing because he says shit like that, and then you're like, yeah, he's not so bad. Oh, he did ask some questions. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. He's amazing at just talking. What was your question again? I'm sorry. Oh, I don't remember about yeah. the sanctions of the lawyer. Because I've been oh. I've been sued for defamation, so I know what a nightmare it is. And I was sued by a lawyer, and his greatest fear was that we were, the, the judge would sanction him. So that's every lawyer's greatest terror is that they're going to have to pay the. You fees. know what I think it is? <laughs> I think with the attorney, it's because of the discovery uh. where they didn't hand over what they were asked for. And then they found out that they did have a lot of this stuff. And I have some more clips about that, too. Okay. But I think that might be what, at least they're threatening the attorneys with not uh, going through with discovery. Let's find out. 
How are you doing, Alex? This seems like a busy week for you, buddy. How are you hanging in there? Same this pattern. is so incredibly dangerous. So people ask me, how are you handling it? These are some of the big questions people have before we get these video clips. I'll, I'll answer them. I'm worried about America and my children's future and your children's future. I know I don't have $2 million in cash sitting around. I know that we're maxed out. I'm not about making money. I'm about fighting the new world order, but it takes money to do that. And so I even have crew members uh, ask, are, are we still going to be on air? Uh, what does it mean that we've declared bankruptcy? We've declared bankruptcy to put our cards on the table and show there's not all this money and we can't fight these other show trials and do all of this and then we're on the verge of insolvency. Amazing. The crew members are actually saying, wait, you're worth how much? <laughs> That's all he's talking about, too. Is like They think we make so much money over here. We're not making any money. I don't have any money at all. I don't know why people think I have money. I don't have any money. And I love that because it reminded me of like George Carlin used to talk about, for some reason, God always needs money. And yep. apparently the fight against the New World Order also just continues to need to be funded at all times. So you got to go out and buy his products and supplements. How did they know that he had that kind of money? Was it through the text messages? Did those text messages screw him there, too? I don't think so. And it's funny because I, I, I'm going to play some clips. With, he's with a different attorney. And they're talking about the accounting practices. And apparently there's no books so, so they're like trying to figure out how much money he was making while he was saying the Sandy Hook was a hoax. Right. And they're like, yeah, we don't have any accounting on it. Well, that's no biting idea. him in the ass because <laughs> yeah, no what, shit. I, what I read was that everything that the prosecution has here uh, is based on just estimates of what they're guessing Correct. he's worth because there is no paperwork. So they're Correct. just made up an astronomical number. Yes. There is a book somewhere, believe me. There's some guy oh. going, Jesus Christ, Ma, they don't even reimburse me. I take so many trips to <laughs> Vegas, I'm not getting reimbursed. There is a notebook somewhere. Back yeah. and forth to Austin. It adds up. <laughs> so the other thing that Ellis Jones does that I find amazing is his analogies. Everything is an analogy with him. Yeah. And apparently he's like Michael Jordan. And the the globalists or the rest of the NBA try to take out Michael Jordan, which happens in sports. Sure. You know, you try to murder the best player. Of course you do. I'm Michael Jordan, but when he was on the White Sox. Okay. <laughs> Alex is the star of the Washington Generals. <laughs> They're trying to blow up Bull Stadium because Michael Jordan in his prime is playing there. But Michael Jordan, if, if they burn down the stadium, he just goes and works for the Lakers or you right. know, for whoever he wants. The point is, is that... They see me as the Michael Jordan of populist, conservative, anti-globalism, and, and we are, the listeners are, this whole family is. We are Michael Jordan together. But they still don't get, I was sitting there in like the fifth what? deposition they have with me for Connecticut, and he goes, what is the most valuable asset of InfoWars? And I said, it's, it's, it's me. But they, they, like they think like, I'm loyal to the audience, I'm loyal to the crew, I'm loyal to this infrastructure, but I can go anywhere and do the show, everybody's going to come anyways. He's got a point there. Hey, he does have a point. I, I mean, like that he says, you know, if they tried to blow up Bull Stadium, you mean the United Center? Yeah. <laughs> Bull, Bull Stadium. He's going to go and work for the Lakers as an employee. <laughs> I know. I don't think this guy watches a lot of sports. <laughs> Michael, there's a spill on the third concourse. Yeah. <laughs> also, I like that he says, you know, I'm like the Jordan. I can do whatever I want. It's like, well, he had Scottie Pippen. You know, Dennis Rodman was there. For That's three right. The yeah, it was not just Jordan <laughs> I mean, alone. I think even Michael would tell you. Yeah, didn't he go to the Wizards after that? Didn't he play yeah. for the Wizards? And yeah, he didn't win the, the championships. Or the Bullets or whatever they were he called went, at the time. Yeah. Right. He was an owner player. Yeah, the best kind. Mm. The kind who gets himself flagged. Yeah. Who's the owner manager? There was a, a player manager of the Yankees two years ago. That never works out, the player manager. No. Well, I, I guess with the younger guys... 
some of these old fogies come in and everyone's on their phones and tweeting and they have no idea what's going on. You yeah. need a guy who's a little bit younger to be like, all right, get the fuck off your phone. Yeah. So you can't be tweeting yeah, that this stuff. Is, you're not doing anything positive. By doing <laughs> you're, not, you're not helping by replying to those trolls yeah. about our loss last <laughs> night. It's not helping anyone. All right. Uh, so Alex actually has a good idea here, but I don't think he's going to execute on it. What they don't understand is if I was Machiavelli, I'd shut this down and disappear for six months. The minute I came back anywhere, it would have hundreds of millions of views. Ahead, but I, yes. I don't want to do that because of my crew and everything else. I think he should. I think he should go away for six months. And That's then come back. Yeah, sometimes you lay low. You lay low, yeah. You know, the problem with him is that he has to talk for three hours a day every day. And you say stupid shit after a while. I mean, you might know about Dude, that. 100%. And you have to talk about the same thing from the same point of view. You yeah. can't just go, all right, look, I wish I didn't say that shit. You can't do it. You yeah. kind of have to stay in the same tone. And I don't know how he does it. I don't know how anybody talks that much, that consistently. And I, don't, I just I have no idea how a person does that. And that's why he's bankrupted in $40 million of debt. I just stopped talking right now. <laughs> So you could talk because I had nothing else to say. But I can't keep doing it. Well, it's also the format of our show, so that works out. But if well, I was alone know. right now, I still would have paused there, hoping somebody else would say something. Yeah, this is getting better. <laughs> All right, so another analogy. This is a great one because the attorney's on there with Robert Barnes. He makes an analogy to Godzilla, and Alex loves this. He's so excited. They don't even get that as long as we stay on air and don't let them convince us that we've lost and convince us we've been silenced and convince us we're bad, or they're the ones that lie on purpose, we make mistakes. We just got bigger from this. Yeah. More people than ever are going to want to know, well, what is this forbidden thing? What is this fruit I'm not supposed to have? Oh, exactly. Well, it's, you know, if you, you nuke Alex Jones, you get Godzilla. You don't get Hiroshima. And I think that's what they still don't understand and that Watch they still Alex won't understand as long as the people hold the line. Everybody holds the line. They will not be able to breach the line. And that's the key. But that's a great analogy from the latest God, or Godzilla movie is when they nuke Godzilla, that's when he really gets powerful because he was made out of radiation. Exactly. And that's what they don't he's understand. He's like a little kid. He's like, yeah, I'm like yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, I'm, I am kind of like that. You know? <laughs> he's so proud of I love. Himself. I don't know who this guy is, but he should be singing Putting on the Ritz with Gene Wilder. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the phone leak because it was my understanding that the uh, other attorneys received information that they didn't want them to receive, and that helped them with the case. But according to Alex Jones, there's only one thing on his phone that he was concerned about, and that is the nude photo of his ex-wife that he sent to Roger Stone. Really? You didn't yeah. hear about that? I heard about the photo, but I didn't know he was concerned. I thought he sent it to Roger. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's find out. The paralegal left like a six-month raw thing in there. And we all went through it. There's nothing there. We didn't do anything wrong anyways. And so he's like, we have two years. We have the whole phone. That was not true. Yeah. Like they have Hunter Biden's laptop. Yeah, and of course, well, where's the crack pipes? Where's the whores? Where's the, yeah. sorry. I mean, there was a photo I sent my wife of her naked. Okay. They got that. So okay, my wife looks pretty good. Go ahead. I mean, the point is, is that there's one naked picture of my wife in there. So <laughs> that's what they've got. And. It's just no dick pics, no nothing. Well, so, but, so, 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 I mean, I'm a hardworking guy, guys. I'm not like running around party time here. Well, I wish I was, but that's what's so insane about this is they tell you that and they act like that. And, oh, January 6th has got it. It isn't even in 2021. Yeah. It's, it's from 19, it's from 2019. 
No dick pics? No dick pics. What kind of jock is this? I know, but that's that's not my phone. I'll just subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) He did send one to Roger Stone, though. I like that. Roger Stone is a... a, I've, again, talked to Roger a lot. He's a fun guy. Roger (laughs) wears big suits, likes threesomes. I mean, how do you not like Roger Stone? I just like that he doesn't mention that he sent a photo of his naked wife, ex-wife, to a friend of his. He just goes, yeah, there's a photo of my my wife, of course. Yeah. Well, no, that's not what people are concerned about. I've had people show me nude photos of their of their girlfriends sure. and stuff. It's always and I always pretend I don't want to see it. Ah, no, I, I don't. But I always want to see it. Gosh, I like always want holding to, it up, yeah. looking at her. The, yeah, yeah. I, that's all I want to see is oh, how big are the lips? You know, I'm really a piece of garbage. Well, I, I do wonder now that you mentioned that who initiated that send was Roger asking for. By the way, you ever take photos of your ex-wife naked or? Well, Roger's a guy you know you can send it to and he'll be okay with it. You know, yeah. Roger's not going to be upset about it. He's not going to. He's going to keep it to himself. Well, he will keep it to himself. Yeah. Yeah. If there's one thing Roger can do, it's keep a secret. He's, he's good at that. Yes, he is. For sure. He'll go to, he'll go to prison before he shows you a photo That's of right. Alex's ex-wife. Um, all right. So we all saw the video from the trial where the judge was scolding Alex Jones. Yeah. You, you are in contempt of court. You're lying. It's perjury. All these yeah. things. And Alex just has to sit there and take it. So Alex watches this video. I, <clears throat> give him credit so that he can break it down and give us his take. Sure, on it. sure. And by the way, I have the entire thing here, his entire take, which is saying something. You may not say to this jury that you complied with discovery. That is not true. You may not say it again. You may not tell this jury that you are bankrupt. That is also not true. You're already under oath to tell the truth. You've already violated that oath twice today in just those two examples. It seems absurd to instruct you again that you must tell the truth while you testify. Yet here I am. You must tell the truth while you testify. This is not your show. Do you understand what I have said? Yes, I believe what I said was true. So I yes, you believe everything you say is true, but it isn't. Your beliefs do not make something true. That is, that is what we're doing here. Just because you claim. Hey, pause. Back this up. Back it up ten seconds. This is literally 1984, where Winston is torturing <laughs> him to death, shit. or O'Brien's torturing Winston to death, and he says, "It doesn't matter what your eyes see. I'm reality." I mean, this is creep fest, man. By the way, it's amazing how differently Alex and I see this. The whole time she's talking, I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking, I would give her money to attack me with a strap-on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She looks like the Phantom of the Opera, and I'd like her to attack me with a strap-on. <laughs> she's a very dominant lady. <laughs> well, I, I love that he's gotten his audience programmed to a point now. Where he can just say, this is 1984. Yeah. None of these people have ever read that book. Yeah. They're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Jeff Orwell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jeff Orwell. <laughs> so I was surprised. That was his only commentary. Then he went back and watched more of this video. And then there's one more comment on it. Just because you claim to think something is true does not make it true. It does not protect you. It is not allowed. I mean... This is North Korea. Yeah. And when you heard her say it, this is not your show. You know what she was wanting to say. This is my show. Exactly. That, that, and the judge is supposed to be an impartial referee. Imagine if you went to a football game and you saw the, ju- the referee, the umpire, wearing the uniform of one of the teams. 
<laughs> he loves that analogy. Yeah, that's too. a good one. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it is. <laughs> all of a sudden, it's a pro wrestling event, <laughs> and the heel just became a face. Is that, I, did I say that right, Vinny? You get help get, me out get away that. from me. <laughs> um, this is fucking crazy. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> His spin from the very beginning of this was, watch me give the globalists a run for their money. Yeah. He has not given anyone a run for their money in this court case at all. No. And he's getting his well lunch eaten every single day yes. by these people. It is amazing to watch him it, smile. It's hard when there's a judge. Because like when, the judge, it's like he can talk. He's such a good talker. But the judge goes, no, no, no. You can't say that's not true. And yeah. then there's nothing you can do about it. So, yeah, it sucks. When it's you have just a judge. like North Korea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, these guys, they're not even doing a good job of it this time around because normally I'll listen to Alex Jones and his side of the story. And I'll be like, okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe. This time, it's just like his answer to that was just like, well, the judge that I lied over and over again, this is 1984. Well, no, it was proven that you were lying yeah. over and over again. And there's also one of those things where usually there's not there's not moment by moment video of a court like a judge saying like you usually yeah. don't have the comparison of this is what happened when the judge said this. You know, it's usually something you can just talk about. Yeah. But now there's video of it. I, I don't want to tell Alex how to do his job. Yeah. He's more successful than I am. I would have left that clip out. Of yeah, if I was the producer, <laughs> I would have made a few different uh, productions. Yeah, I, I mean, he didn't have a good comment on it. He didn't have a lot to say about it. He just replayed the thing that we all saw, and we're like, oh, it's, that's a problem. I, but I like in court, though, that he even goes, but I believe it to be true. Like, that's how a <laughs> that is how you defend yourself if someone goes, that's not true, but I believe it to be true. Yeah. And then the woman's like, no, no, that doesn't make it true. And then he's like, oh, all right, I got no follow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was all I had on that that's one. All I had on that one. <laughs> all right, so now I'm going to switch the script a little bit. Yeah. Because he talks about. The closing argument from the other attorney, and he might be right about this one. Where he said, this isn't about Sandy Hook children. It isn't about the parents, people questioning. It's about silencing opposition, standing on the dead bodies of children. Here it is. I ask that with your verdict, you not only take Alex Jones' platform that he talks about away that you make certain he can't rebuild the platform. That's what matters. Take him out of this discourse, of this misinformation, of this peddling of lies, and make sure he can't do it again. That is punishment. That is deterrence. That's silence. He's got a point there. I don't know that he needed to go into, and I never wanted to be able to talk ever again or have a platform. Yeah. Like, is that what your goal is? Because yeah. it, It's ammo for Alex, but it's also a lawyer trying to get as much money out of a jury as he possibly True. can. Yeah, and, and a lawyer also having a moment on stage. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You want to just passion it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and really, right. Don't let this man do this again. <laughs> you know, oh, <laughs> shut up. It's hard for me to side with a lawyer on anything. Are you saying this guy rehearsed this in a mirror? I believe he did, <laughs> yeah. and I believe he really thinks he looks like Matt Damon with a beard, yeah. and he really thinks he's hitting an emotional home run. Yeah. He took out the art thous after his girlfriend said, yeah, I think maybe it's a little too obvious. Yes, we don't like your Roman haircut. He's really infuriating. Uh, and I, it's funny because he goes, we need to punish this man for lying about Sandy Hook. I think $50 million is a pretty good punishment. That's a big punishment. That would punishment. deter me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'd shut up about mass shootings for a while. You can't, but you can't say, so he can't rebuild the platform. It's like, it's about what happened and this thing, and that's yeah. the, that's what you got to do. So all that's all Alex Jones needed yep. to run for an entire episode sure. on this. And so Alex is now the victim. This is what's great about this, is because this guy said that, yep. he wants to totally silence him. and He'll never be able to talk to people ever again. Now, Alex is the victim. 
They thought their old corporate media would survive during the age of the Internet. It's not. So they pick a few things I did out of context to blow up as huge crimes and then try to openly say, we're going to shut down Alex Jones and we're going to shut down everybody else. And I have a stack of articles, CNN, MSNBC, Washington Post, New York Times, Slate. I have more than 15 articles saying we're going to shut Alex Jones down. We're going to shut Tucker Carlson we're going to shut Joe Rogan. We're going to shut everybody down and only allow our truth. And this SJW judge in Austin last week said, don't say you comply with discovery. You're a liar. I decide reality. And don't say you're in bankruptcy. That's not true. No, we are. I decide reality. Like O'Brien in 1984. Even though it's technically that is what a judge does. True. They do decide reality. A judge says uh, overruled or sustained. Yeah. They're deciding reality. That is kind of, he's just basically spinning it beautifully what a judge is supposed to do. I've seen enough Judge Judy <laughs> where she determines who she thinks the liar is yeah. and rules for the other person. And, and she's deciding reality. <laughs> yes, That's that exactly what true. they do. Yeah, but it is interesting to think, and I, I, I want to get your take on this, Jim, being in broadcasting for so long, that we did see Alex Jones was the first person taken off of YouTube. And then quickly, Twitter, Facebook, you know, all, all the platforms. Yeah. He, he was deplatformed. And everyone went, yeah, but it's Alex Jones. He's crazy. Who cares? And now I literally know dozens of people who have been taken off of YouTube and Twitter. And so it is interesting to think that now he's jumping to this conclusion that, like, well, whenever you say something that's not the narrative, they can then sue you for defamation. They can go after you. It's like, well, I've seen this play out before. He might be right. Am yeah. I crazy? No, the uh, I agree with him with everything about except the loss about defamation because defamation has got is like there's certain things you have to prove and it's it's a whole but again having been sued for it it's a nightmare to yes. to be sued for defamation. Right. So you get paranoid on the air about phrasing shit a certain way. Like I don't want to get sued again. Um. So you know I think that he might have said things that he probably wishes he didn't say. Like if you like if you come out and say uh, uh this person's a fraud, that person's lying. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you crisis might... actor doesn't have, even have a. a I know, kid. I know. And if yeah. I, I wish there were crisis actors, I'd love to audition as a crisis actor. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> you were in Spider Man. You were in Spider Man. I was. Yeah, I would, I would. I would. I would probably be very bad at it. Would Jim? You're just not believable enough. <laughs> oh no! Help! Cut! Cut, Jim. I bet you be your entire acting reel. <laughs> just that scene. And he stinks. Crisis acting. <laughs> ah, got me. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I don't. But I don't ever want to see anybody. I hate the term. Let's de-platform. Yeah. Nobody should ever be. Well, it's funny because I don't see flat silence. earthers getting banned from anything. Right. Is, I mean, is there defamation there? I don't know. I could maybe come up with. Something. I just think we all maybe find them very hour. amusing. Yeah, we, do. I, we all find flat earthers amusing. You know, well, the earth is flat. Aw, yeah, it's, kinda, <laughs> it's cute. Listen, I know a thing or two about punching bags on this show. I agree with you. Yeah, we need we need those types of people out in the world. Um, all right, <laughs> so this is more Alex complaining about what's going on to him. You were subject. In Actually, I should bring up. This is his other attorney. Oh. This is Norm Pattis. Oh, now who's not appearing is the attorney that was representing him when they handed over his entire phone to the other team. That guy's not showing. He up. looks like a guy who goes to parties as De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> like like a, a really bit, bit. <laughs> like a really bad lookalike who shows up. <laughs> Like when I went to Ozzy's birthday party in L.A. and uh, I thought I was talking to Johnny Depp and it was a lookalike. Oh, and I took oh. a photo with the guy. He got me. He got uh, me. He's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was 52 and he got me. He's like, hey, Jimmy. Like, oh, I didn't think he sounded like that person, but what do I know? I've only seen him in movies. You were subject in Texas, as you have been in Connecticut, to what are known as, in, in Texas at least, as death penalty sanctions. You suffered a default. 
And that default was because you were unable to satisfy the plaintiff's lawyers and the judges with your business records, with the ability to retrieve information about how InfoWars had historically operated. This is what I was talking about earlier. So this guy's been representing InfoWars for a long time. So he's explaining the reason why they threw the book at him is because they're like, can we see your account? He's like, I don't have it. We don't, it doesn't exist. We don't, yeah. we don't know. So he's not siding with them, but he's saying this is the reason this it happened. This is the reason it happened. This is what they're thinking. And now he's yeah. going to go through and explain that he was trying to get to the bottom of it and could not do it. And they contended that your inability to do that was a lie and be or willful misconduct. And that because you lied or engaged in willful misconduct, by failing to disclose information they asserted you had uh, without proof, um, you should suffer uh, the inability to defend yourself. Now, you know, I've been involved in your cases for the better part of three and a half years now, off and on, and I have spent weeks, maybe months at this point, on the campus there in Austin, um, making every effort to comply with discovery orders. I've interviewed people, uh, spent a couple days once just walking around, trying to figure out who did what. I want to just point out what he just said right there. They don't even know. They don't have a company structure. There's no organization at all. So they're asking for discovery, like who does what? Yeah. What, what? What are we talking about as far as payroll, as far as income? This guy's walking around going, hey, hey what do you do? Yeah. What do you do here? <laughs> By the way, the answer to that is print out articles for <laughs> Alex Jones. That's what everybody on his staff does because every episode he starts out with a pile like this. Never gets to a single one, but he's got that whole pile of articles. He knows he has it. If he hits a lull in his brain, he's got an article there. How many people does he have working for him? I think they said 60. Oh my point. God! I, I I know I would have thought three or four people. Would hire <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah. Did you see that set, Jimmy? Come wow. on! How many people does it take to make those lights blink? Jesus Christ! <laughs> I just think it's funny. If I worked for him, I'd just be xeroxing my butt. Do people still yeah. do that? There's no way he's going to get to that bottom of the stack. Just like, oh yeah, here's all your. Oh, your Carl articles. got me again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got a prankster back there. I've asked many, many times for records of people who have them. I've searched um, for the answer to every question that the Connecticut plaintiffs, at least, have put to you. And when we found them, we gave them. But when we couldn't find them, we didn't lie or make them up. We just said, we don't have them. And so they went to a judge and said, we, we don't think they're telling the truth. <laughs> well, yeah. This but lawyer is basically saying, Alex, they're saying that you're a disorganized ass. <laughs> You are. You're not lying. You are a disorganized ass. Yeah. No say you're a liar. believes that he is as disorganized as he actually yeah, is. This is the problem. Correct. Holy shit. And so to your point earlier, Vinny, this is exactly how it played out. They said, okay, we just need you to open up your books so we can see what's going on. We don't have any books. They're so like, all right, well, then we'll just bring in experts and try to figure it out ourselves. And this is them guessing at the uh, the income they're making. Yeah, they're always going to guess high. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they're not going to guess low. They're going to guess high. It's a gross revenue there. Forget the expenses you have, the taxes you pay. The alimony you, you paid, um, you know, to your first wife. Well, wait a second. So we're talking about business income. Why does alimony have anything to do with that? Let's not forget you're a compulsive gambler. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of expenses in your life. Yeah. I, I wonder if that's not even. I mean, I imagine the alimony is documented through court, but maybe he doesn't yeah. even keep records of it. Maybe he just sends the money and has no records but of it. It shouldn't have anything to do with your business income. No, he's just listing stuff. He sounds like, <laughs> yeah, he sounds like Michael Corner Tuesday, Friday, Sunday, Monday, <laughs> just throwing words out. Paid the alimony you, you paid. Um, you know, to your first wife. Um, forget all of that. They just took a look at the high number and they said, with 80 people there and this kind of money flowing through, this has to be like IBM. It's not. 
Um, it's not. I, oh, he, I'm sorry. He's saying the alimony as in money you're spending that you don't actually possess. I think is he's that saying. What it is? I think so. Like this is a big expense huh. that they're not taking into account. Well, yes, correct. But why is that a business expense? Correct. That's that's my point. Because he's saying that they're they're acting like they're IBM, like they actually have their shit together. And he's like, we don't. And IBM is actually a real company that has their shit together. We don't have that. <laughs> is this what the guy saying? No. <laughs> that Alex is like writing a paycheck to his wife for alimony. Is that what he's trying to Man. say? Dude, who knows what anyone's trying to say here? They're literally saying that's, we're too stupid. That's the perfect face for this guy's answers to the court. <laughs> we're too stupid <laughs> to run a company. How do they not know we're too stupid? Have they heard the show? I'm going to be the entertainment director. I'm allowed on the <laughs> casino floor. Yeah. Your Honor, I want an equal amount of blueberries <laughs> at every muffin. Uh, all right. How many questions are in this deposition? How many questions are in that deposition? I want an equal number of questions <laughs> in both depositions. <laughs> and so I love this because one of the things that was in Discovery was they wanted the actual videos and audio from when Alex Jones was talking about Sandy Hook and the yeah. families. And this they could not produce for whatever reason. It's funny because now he's just like, I was just asking questions. But they weren't able to produce any of this. So this is what Alex says about They weren't the, able to produce what? The content. They don't, oh. they don't archive it. Oh, they don't. Okay. They don't archive They don't content? archive the Alex Jones show. That's I, I, Someone is. That's I'm probably sure. the smartest thing he's ever 100%, done. Yeah. Well, yeah. He even says that right here. It was, tr it was troubling to me because, what you know, if the court reached a conclusion that you hid financial data, that you were not forthcoming, okay, issue your sanction. We'll make our record. We'll take it up on appeal. I like your odds on appeal in this case. Just one example, Alex. They, we, no one could believe that we didn't have at our fingertips a complete record of every video that you'd ever done. Um, guess what? Many of them were stored on um, in, in social media accounts that were deplatformed, and your intellectual property was in effect stolen from you. I mean, you may, maybe these prop these these. We vendors, 100 percent fire and forget. We put the report out, and that's it. Fire and forget yeah. is the policy over there, which is funny because I've listened to enough Alex Jones to know he doesn't forget anything. No, he doesn't. He remembers every single yeah, sure detail. Yeah, he does. He's yeah. pretty good with that. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Thing. yeah. They're just like, I don't know what I did yesterday. I just go, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he saw a pile of shit and did remember, oh, I think that's Beta O'Rourke. And he interviewed it. Remember when he yelled at the pile <laughs> yeah. of shit? Yeah. <laughs> he remembers all of these he things. He sure does. But yet he doesn't know it's <laughs> called the United Center. But all right. You know, whatever. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, that is true. Full stadium. The Jordan basketball place. <laughs> So I thought that was actually a pretty good argument. They're like, it was all up on YouTube, and now it's gone. Yeah. Because that is a shitty thing about YouTube. If they decide to take your channel down, you lose all those. You videos. lose everything. It's gone. people don't have those backed up yeah. somewhere else. So that actually turned out to be a convenient excuse. Where are these videos? Ask YouTube. I don't fucking know. Oh, uh, my wife got the backups. <laughs> and by the way, if you do back them up, you're probably not going to hand them over if you have them on a hard drive that they don't know about. Why would you? That would be stupid. Yeah, I would fire my counsel if they're like, yeah, let's just give them all the tapes. Like, why? Yeah. He's got a Zood player full of all those tapes. In <laughs> unless there's something there that really helps you, unless you phrase something in there really smart and go like, hey, this kind of gets us off the hook. Yeah. But if I'm not, I'm guessing you did. Nah, you, YouTube has it. <laughs> I'm guessing you did. We were re reviewing Alex Jones for a bonus show before the, the trial. And um, it was funny because he's going through and explaining that he wasn't the one who started this Sandy Hook thing. He's like, it was already on the internet. As if it were like, you started it. Yeah. Like, why am I getting in trouble? There were other people making videos saying they were, they were crisis actors and it didn't really happen. It's like, that has nothing to do with anything. No, it's just <laughs> how, how you got it doesn't really matter to yeah. the court. Yeah. All right. You were never patient zero in this case. 
You are Alex Jones, the proprietor of Infowar and Free Speech Systems. That's who was on trial. And Norm, let's but talk about that briefly. Patient zero is the government killing Kennedy and the majority of Americans not believing it. Patient zero was the government lying about WMDs. Patient zero was Jesse Smollett. Patient zero uh, was the NBC reporter Brian Williams saying he was shot down in a helicopter when he wasn't. They've lost credibility because they're a pack of liars. So I feel like he started out strong with that WMDs, Kennedy assassination, and then Jesse Smollett like it dropped off. Jussie was Real not needed. Far. Brian Williams was fair because he's a member of the media. Yeah. Jussie, nobody really believed. I mean, come on, Alex. You got the Gulf of Tonkin, Bilderberg Group, Bohemian Grove. There's other places you could have gone with that list. I think he's just, he's off the cuff and he just went, Jussie. Jussie and as he said, it, he went, why did I mention Jussie? Why did I say that? Why did I say that? But Brian Williams, I thought was a strong finish because again, he, uh, I conflated two different, Brian Williams really fucked yeah, up. Yeah, but when someone tells a story that makes them sound like they're cool, is that really our biggest problem? With the news media? Probably not. Probably no. not. That's Probably not the not. example I would have thrown out there. I, I would say, like, maybe shutting down all discourse about the vaccine. Oh, we still on YouTube? All right. All right. So, uh, <laughs> this is another analogy. And Ellis Jones cannot stop himself from comparing everything to Hitler and the Nazis all the time. And it's not just Alex Jones. Sure. Right, right. Anyone who has a political show, could we put a moratorium? I'm comparing anything to Hitler and the Nazis going yeah. forward. That'd be fun, right? Yeah, I have just I've had enough. It's a be hack reference. Right. Be more creative yeah. with your reference. Yeah. How about Alex Jones's Freebird? <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> How about Stalin? Show. Mention Stalin. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. shitty people. German Mao. Let's get him in the yes. ass. What's going on here? Paul Pot. There's never enough Paul <laughs> Pot talk. <laughs> The frustration is I'm not this super rich guy they're saying. I wish I could beat them easier. We're totally maxed out. But they, again, think by intimidating us, by crushing us, they will intimidate everybody else. But that's like Hitler bombing London to make them stop the war. It made the Brits go from 90% anti-war to 95% pro-war. Why do these authoritarians think intimidating people is going to make them go away? Because it works. Nope, they're not on the same page. <laughs> Whoops. <Yeah. laughs> he goes, ah, they're actually making it worse for themselves. I don't know why they're doing this. Well, because it actually it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they do that, people actually do go away. Oh. <laughs> yeah, all the time, yeah. actually. They get real scared. They don't like losing $40 million. And they stop talking. Yeah. Is what usually happens in that. I just love that he's comparing this. To the Blitzkrieg or whatever yeah, they called it. Yeah. It's a... <laughs> yeah, bit much. I mean, Alex, I know that it's important to you, but, you know, in the grand scheme of the world, maybe. I know. In court, he actually sounded more like the King's speech. Well, did you say... <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 no, I didn't send those. Oh, <laughs> uh, Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> Exhibit B, Godzilla. He's still fighting this. I, I say he's still holding up under all this better than I would under... Oh, yeah. under if I lost $40 million, I would be throwing myself Honestly, weeping. Jim, the reason why I'm doing this episode i didn't think he'd even talk about it yeah i'm surprised he's like taking this head out because he's not doing a good job with that no but he has to though yeah. he has to and he's doing as as far as a being a broadcaster he's doing as good a job as you can do with all this video coming out and of like the judge scolding you he's <laughs> yeah. doing what he can with it yeah. as a broadcaster all right so this is um i found this phrase to be very interesting when they're talking about um, what Alex Jones used to say about the Sandy Hook families and how it was all fake. To say to the jury, we want to shut up, we want to shut him up and people like him. Why? Because for several hours, over 10 years, you went on a speculative toot that turned out to be wrong and that hurt some folks' feelings. I get that. Would you call it a speculative toot? What he was saying about Sandy? No, that's that's what I do. That's what I let out on a plane to make sure I'm not going to shit my pants. 
<laughs> I always wondered who that was. I'm like, who the fuck is? Yeah, yeah, yeah speculative toot. <laughs> to just make sure I'm not gonna just fire liquid into my shorts. <laughs> and sometimes you do anyway, but but the, the way that they're trying to pretend that none of this happened, and one of the ways that he was spinning it, it was Alex Jones was saying over the last seven years. I haven't said that they were crisis actors for more than 10 minutes. Right. Like, yeah, but what about the three years before that when that's all you talked about? I, I think that's what the problem is here. Yeah, it's like, one of those things where if you say something that can be proven as false, this is not about people not liking you. This is about, is it defamation in, a, in like a legal... Like, uh, the, the, the example I think we were talking about on the radio show was that, like, if you say psychics, like, you know, we all think most of them are bullshit, but if you say, like, so-and-so is a fraud, so-and-so, they can sue you for that. Like, sure. that's one of those things that you know is a defamatory thing in the psychic world. Do they know if they're going to win or not? I don't. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, this is is why I have him here. This this is what a non-comedian I am. I was like, well, technically, (laughs) shut up, Jim. (laughs) All right, let's have a couple more uh, clips that I want to play out here. Um, You asked earlier, Jim, is he even going to pay this money? Alex has an answer for you. Okay, good. Yeah, I thought this was um, very revealing. Share the articles, infowars.com forward slash show, band.video, TV, radio stations everywhere. And please keep us on air. We have a plan in bankruptcy. We have a plan to stay on air. We can hold them up, you know, in, in, in appeals, everything for years. But if we don't have money, we're going to shut down very soon. I mean, we are very close. So please, if you support what we're doing, I love you and I thank you. I'm not guilty. I'm saying, please help me. Please help me fight for you. Please fight for me. We're in this together. Infowarstore.com. Go there, get a book, get a film, get vitamin mineral fusion, get Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. It's super blue. Our best <laughs> By the way, I pointed this out of the bonus show. The toothpaste, the fact that it has Infowars, the logo on there, is sure. a bad move. Yeah. You're, you're at a buddy's house, you go to their bathroom, you see that, like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Scrubbing the Jews off my teeth. <laughs> oh, all right, cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he wants to sell more of these products, I wouldn't put Infowars all over it. It's just my... Is there Infowars on the toothpaste for real? Yeah, look at right here. You can see Infowars logo. <laughs> but he owns, I think, some of these companies, right? Or oh, has yeah. a stake in them. It said that's brilliant business. No, brilliant. I, I know he does very well yeah. with all of these supplements. And he actually is almost as good at selling snake oil as he is at selling globalists taking over the world. Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's pretty good at it. I mean, he's, he's convincing when you listen to him. You're like, ah... I don't know, but it makes sense what he said. Well, you know, he's convincing, except for, and again, because I just did a show on this, he's talking about Diet Force, and he's like, Diet Force is the best diet supplement. I just lost 40 pounds. I look at him going into court. He weighs more than ever. Like, what are you talking about? He does, but he had cankles, and they're gone. I think that's what it was. He had cankles, and they are gone. Uh, okay. Well, that's a testimony, then. I'm selling toothpaste after a year sold out. Super Blue Toothpaste, finally back in stock. Infowarstore.com. So anyway, the point of that clip is that he's like, we're going to go into appeals. He doesn't plan on ever paying this money. Right. And those families, if they're excited about getting $20 million each, you're not going to see it for a very no. long time. Within a year, he's going to start doing telethons on that channel. Oh, I think this is going to make him a lot of money. I think he's going to get a lot of his supporters to start chipping in Yeah. towards this. Yep. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, he's... Uh, He's uh, he knows how to uh, to spin it and he knows how to talk about it and keep people invested in it like it's it's crazy. I just when you watch someone broadcasting doing something that I would just not do well. I would under the pressure I would collapse and yeah. I know I would collapse. I would take a week off. Yeah. You know? 
ah, could someone else fill in for me for a week? Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. just a week. Yeah, just need some time to myself. Okay. If you guys are cool with Get that. Get that De Niro guy in here. Let him do <laughs> yeah. it for, the, for a week. <laughs> All right, this is the last clip because, again, the way that they're able to spin this stuff, this wasn't Alex Jones losing a lawsuit. This was America losing. Mm. Do they not know the gold with our audience? Them saying we're going to cut up his corpse? We're gonna we're gonna shut them down. We're gonna shut all these Americans down. They literally just declared war on the middle class and America and the Midwest. They declared war on the Midwest. Yep. <laughs> I don't know where you got that from. Fuck you, Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that I could agree with. But yeah, it, it's so funny. It's like these people lost their six year olds to a, a horrific event. Yeah. And now they're globalists who are declaring war on America. It's like, how did we escalate to that? Yeah, it's like he, he's really good at galvanizing people. Sandy Hook is a very tough one to get people behind you on. Like when you're. <laughs> like, you know, that was a bit of a misstep. Yeah, because this is not poor smart. taste. This is not just making fun of something terrible. or, or just, it's, it's like if you're saying that they're actually lying about it, then it's illegal. You they can't used, say people are lying about their murdered children and not be sued for defamation. They used to make fun of Baba Booey because he used to do this tech show. And he said that the iPad was a bit of a misstep for Apple. And so Howard would go on and goof on him. Like, the iPad, obviously, hugely successful. You totally missed on that. I would say that saying the Sandy Hook was a hoax for three years straight, even bigger. It was a misstep, yeah. Then, it, then it, Baba Booey's, I yeah, don't think the iPad's yeah. going to work It was out. a misleap. It was a bigger, bigger <laughs> yeah, than a step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a miss pole vault, yeah. But, but in fairness, I also told Bob Kelly what an idiot he was to get an iPhone out of this piece of shit glass, and <laughs> yeah, he I was right, yeah. yeah. But he also... Well, the first iPhone did suck, by the way. No flash on the camera. It One app it. at a time. Uh-huh. Oh. Remember that shit? Oh. People, people forget that the first iPhones are garbage and unusable. Yeah. Because now they're great. Now they're yeah. Now they kind of can do everything at once. But you're right; it was one app at a time. If you had to shut something down for years, yeah, it wasn't until Android had multitasking that they're like, "Well, I guess we got to figure this out." And they, no, they could have done it before. They just wanted to leave it as an update. Well, whatever, I'm yeah, gonna the app. We're talking about Alex Jones. <laughs> and now we're complaining about the iPhone and Bob <laughs> Kelly's bandolier. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that leads us to cringe of the week. Cringe of the week. And I have a fun one. This came over from my buddy Drew Lane. And it's Drew Lane, what with a pencil? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not fast enough on the board today. Home run, call me a home run. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is actually from the BBC. Oh, my favorite video channel. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is British. Oh, the first B is for British. I apologize. <laughs> Sean Lennon is interviewing Julian Lennon about their father. Okay. And this is quite possibly the worst question ever asked of another human being in the history of the world. Strap in for this one. Not asking you what your favorite is. I mean, just generally, for example, I was just wondering if you had any sense over, you know, the period of Dad's solo career of how it, what it meant to the Beatles fans, him going solo. Because I, I know a lot of it was controversial and obviously... There was a lot of controversy in just the divorce and my mom and him marrying my mom. But, you know, separate from that, just musically, his career seems to stand out in terms of people like him from the 60s who went on to make solo records. His stuff just seems so radically different and, you know, in a lot of ways brave, like Plastic Ono Band, the first album. To think of him basically still being a Beatle at that point and then going to this music that's very 
that's extremely raw and unpolished. Did you have any sense of how the fans felt or how you felt or, or, or just the, the feeling that it gave to the Myers world? Question? Like, here's John Lennon, who's taking huge risks again, you know? He took risks with Peppers and, you know, Revolver, and now he's taking another musical risk by doing something so different. Like, do you, do you have a sense of that? Because I, I, I like talking about it or thinking about it, let's say. What an asshole. I would actually have said, could you repeat that? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, so I zoned out at 45 minutes. Uh, you were talking about how it's hard to keep talking by yourself. Yep. That was actually an example of someone with no confidence that's, who had to keep talking because they didn't know where they were going and how they were going to end that That's question. That's not talking. That's spiraling. Yeah, that's spiraling. Yeah, that's... And that's more like what I would do <laughs> if I was at Alice Joe. No, no, I didn't know what happened. I thought I said that, but I didn't mean it. I, and you could tell he's thirsty. He has that thirsty sound. <laughs> Oh, there's nothing good going out of that. Yeah, that's called spiraling. That's a spiral. Well, you know what I think he was. I think Sean wanted to make a statement and then realized that he was interviewing his brother and needed to turn it into a question. Yeah, and sometimes you don't know what the question is, and we've all done that. Like where you just blank. I've blanked during interviews oh, yeah. before, and it's like, so are you? Uh, and you just kind of like verbally dance until you get to a question of some sort, or you ask the world's dumbest question possible. That which was you've very been long doing lately. Uh, yeah. Oh, do I? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure I asked some. <laughs> would, would you ask like dumb details? Like, oh, that was your flight leave. Oh, dude, that's all I care about. <laughs> yeah. and that's why yeah. Sam is very good at, 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 at like because I I would never have asked. Uh, 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 Coulier about Alanis Morissette. Yeah. All I would have asked about is his Bad Tonight Show set. Did you talk to Johnny after? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> under 50 cares about that. Yeah. But I, I only want to ask what I want to know. And that's Again, that makes me a, a shitty broadcaster. But I'm just curious about what happened with Carson, because as a comic, that's what I want to know. Well, I do want to say that I, I uh, give props to Sam Roberts, who really invented the format that we do here on, on Who Are These Podcasts. He did an amazing job with Jack Tober. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Bringing the clips together. It was a lot of fun. And that's yep. what inspired this show to happen. So, Yeah. He, uh, and he, and, but he's the one who will ask the question. Now, any press that we get, it's very, very typically from a Sam question. He's the one who asked Trump Jr., hey, would your father pardon Joe Exotic? He's the one who asked that question. There was another question he asked Simon Pegg about Star Wars. Um, I asked Simon Pegg, so who do you play in Mission Impossible? I mean, I'm, I'm a shit broadcaster, and I know it. So all those questions, I got to credit him for. Well, you're better than Sean Lennon. So I'll give you that one. That is true. But I tell you, if I was Sean Lennon, I would still be going with that question. But no, all kidding aside, (laughs) you know what I mean? All right. I have a second clip here. This one came in on the Discord. And Sam on the Discord sent in the show Broke Girl Therapy. And I thought this would be a fun one for since we have Jimmy here. Uh, this is like a sex talk. Ooh, good kind of show. Salty talk. Yeah. And it takes a long time for her to get there. So I'll set up a little bit what she's talking about. So this girl hooked up with a couple, and they were all having sex together, and they had these anal beads, and they inserted the anal beads into this girl who's going to be talking and telling the story. Yep. And I guess they, they started small, and then they get bigger and bigger sure. and bigger, and then the last one has uh, a little hook in it, so you could potentially pull them out when the time is right. Yeah, you got to pull it like you're trying to start a crank on a lawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks like one of those size charts of the solar system. <laughs> That's how anal beads look. Yeah, I'm not taking the sun anytime soon. No, 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 no. We're going to Mars. We're going to go. Uh, we're going to go to Neptune, to Jupiter, and that's the that's the end yeah. of it. Straight to Uranus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Betty. I avoided. That's why I said Neptune. Because Uranus was too much. It's low hanging fruit. I'm sorry. Start with Pluto. A little Mercury. All right. 
<laughs> Any more planet jokes before we move on? No, no, I got a lot. Trust me, this James Webb has inspired me. Anyways, at one point, um, I'm like in doggy and he's like pounding into me from behind. And the wife, she, she goes, oh, I didn't know you took them out. And I was like, I didn't take them out. She was like, well, then where did they go? Well, let's play a game of where's the anal beads? Oh, no. That's always a fun game to <laughs> well, play. Well, there's two choices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then, then his daughter walked into the room and she had a new toy. And because nothing was sticking out out of my ass, like the little heart thing. So we looked everywhere because sometimes when you're having sex and you have anal stuff in, it, it pushes out. <laughs> so scared. Out. It so pushes scared. out. Yeah. Sometimes it- I think you would know. Yeah. I think you would know if it came out. Yeah, like if you if you fucking cough and you feel something jostling around in your colon, <laughs> the beads are in your asshole. By the way, I love this woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. thought fucking you would. Oh, do you her. know who she actually is? No. Oh, okay. She's I thought very you'd like sexy. Her. No. Yes. Yeah. She has a lot of followers. I think they have like 15,000 on Instagram. Oh, she's juicy. I'll send she's you, so I'll send you a sexy. <laughs> so sexy. I've had it before too. I had a butt plug in once and I was riding a guy. And the butt plug came out as I was coming, which is kind of funny. Anyways, <laughs> fucking so the we wall. thought maybe we, I had like pushed it out. So we like flipped the entire room looking for the anal beads. Finally, I was like, um, we were like, okay, they're, they didn't come out. So let's, let's check in. So I, <laughs> I will never forget. I oh was like on all fours and the husband was like fingering my asshole. He was like, I don't feel anything. And like, he had pretty long fingers. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So ouch, ouch. at I this mean, point, I'm freaking out a little bit right. because I'm like, where the fuck did they go? Mind you, these things are like, like the start of an ER I, story. Yeah, for real. And I used to have a scare of like having a tampon up like while yeah. I was. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. so scary. But having that in your ass, fuck. I've had that too, the, the tampon scare. Yeah. By the way, and I like that she has like, a nice about- normal example for this bees lost in the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> One time yeah. I was eating a lollipop and I put it down and I'm like, oh my God, where did it go? It's not, it's not the same thing. Not, yeah, not really a good not analogy on that no. one. I've had that too, the, the tampon scare. <laughs> yeah. And these are like, they're about like six inches long, these anal beads. Maybe a little oh. longer. Anyways, so finally. Did you still I'm, feel it in you? Like, I, I couldn't feel anything. Wouldn't you have, like, well, obviously not. They looked under anything. the couch cushions. Yeah. She's like, I'm a giant whore. Of course I couldn't feel it. There's all this shit in my ass. What are you talking about? I like these normal questions. Could you feel them in your ass? Yeah. Well, yes, I could, but I figured let's tear the room apart anyway. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're just fucking with the couple. No, I like how no, the guy's just another... going through her ass like a suitcase. He's just like, <laughs> he had long fingers. It was the guy from Conjuring 2 walking down the hallway, just poking around in her anus. God, is she hot? I love this girl. I fucking and love her. Is that her twin sister across from her, too? They look identical. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Beautiful long hair. Very I juicy. didn't feel anything. No. And that's another thing, too, is maybe because they didn't. Did you, like, so push long? a little bit? Like, <laughs> well, so I went to, I went to the, I was like, excuse me for a second. And I went to my bathroom and I started pushing and pushing and finally, and I had my finger in my that's ass and toot. I had pretty long hair at <laughs> that time. And finally, I felt the heart, <gasps> oh lord, the piece, and Her I like kept heart. pushing, and I just pulled it all out. So was it poopy? No, it wasn't actually. It really wasn't. Oh, wow. It wasn't. Yeah. Okay. But I was like, how far up my ass did those go? Because imagine like a finger, which is like probably at yeah, least like two and a half inches, and then. Further than that, because I couldn't feel them, I had to push, and then six inches in from that. So, like, these were probably, like, in my small intestines at this point. Anyways, 
So uh, she's probably not a professional broadcaster right. like I am. I would have let that story breathe for a minute. Oh, Take a yeah. beat after that they one. She's probably like, anyway. in my small intestines yeah. <laughs> back after this. <laughs> <laughs> the couple exactly. was looking for like a drain snake to stick down her throat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I bet you she has a nice, juicy hiney. Yeah. I bet you she has a round, plump, juicy hiney. She seems confident in it. She that's, does, yeah. Yeah, that's a good uh-huh. sign. Yeah. Right yeah. there. I she's, love her. She's letting a stranger, you know, these couple just shove things into her ass and not yeah. knowing where they went. I don't need to know too much about the anatomy, though. When girls start talking about, like, where that's bumping up against, I'm like, all right, now, now it's getting gross. I never yeah. want really, like, like in, in, intestinal talk. Like, up, <laughs> yeah. up the ass is hot, finger in the ass. But, like, you know, it was actually hitting the uh, the, the colon. All right, no, I'm out. I don't yeah. need to hear that. Yeah, so we start pink socking it and stuff. I'm like, okay, th- that's supposed to be on the inside. I'm no longer turned on by this. No. No, I'm not a big inserting things in the asshole guy anyway. You <laughs> no. know, a thing now, a finger maybe, but nothing crazy. Do you know Sam Tripoli? Uh, yes. Okay. We don't know each other well, but yeah, from oh, okay. the comedy scene, yeah. I figured you would. So, Sam Tripoli has the show called Tinfoil Hat. Yes. And Mark C. sent me a note and said that Sam Tripoli is accusing us of using dark magic. So I wanted to play the clip. You're kidding. You see that in... Podcasting YouTube now, like there's they there's a certain part of the universe that dislikes certain people. So these people know these content creators know if they talk trash about these people, the people that don't like them will run to their content and click on yeah. it to hear somebody, you know, talk about somebody else because th- those viewers aren't happy with their own life. And that's really a form of manipulation, isn't it? I mean, you're that's, just, they're using that's those people, right? Magic. Dark magic, yeah. right? It's dark magic. You, we we make fun of jerks, and then people who don't like those jerks check us out. I didn't realize I was that calculated. I'm actually pretty proud of myself now. Yeah, and if you have any dark magic abilities, there's a lot of shit I would like you to do for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no problem. There are a lot of people I would like, and it's negative people. I mean, thank God for negative people, because that's the only people that come see me. You only get three, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. But let me know. You can prioritize. No Agenda is a show. John C. Dvorak mm-hmm. is on the show. I'm a big fan of it. Adam Curry, the uh, former VJ on MTV, Headbangers Ball. Remember Adam Curry? Yeah, sure. So you ever heard of No Agenda? No. It's it's a great podcast. What they do is they break down uh, the news media, and they play clips of the news media, and they explain to you how they're lying to you. So what's interesting is that John C. Dvorak is a fan of our show. He's been on our show before. And now he's decided to just completely rip it off. He's doing a segment now on No Agenda that is just who are these podcasts. Bill Marwish, he has a podcast himself, which is, in fact, I have an example in my my collection of what's wrong with these podcasts. Oh, no. Here we go. We'll do it just before our break. What's wrong with these podcasts? Okay. And this is from the Bill Maher show, which is uh, some called Sitting by Myself or something like that. He's on the show. It's a random rant he's doing on doctors with Jimmy Kimmel, and he's making it clear that he doesn't like the vaccine, even though he's gotten the vaccine, but he's not going to get any more. And he goes on and on and on. And here's what's wrong with these podcasts. Right. Lots of things you're wrong about. So he's even playing clips and everything. It's not too long for they have a stinger for it, I'm Man, sure. Man, thank God Sam didn't trademark this thing, right? <laughs> yeah, right? This is... Really messed uh, out. Uh, do you mean Sam Roberts? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought that was interesting. It's a little close, yeah. There's a lot of people. Shuli's getting on board. A lot of people are finding this format to be very fun. It's a, it's a good time. 
Yeah, just what taking clips and playing them and kind of going over them. Yeah, yeah, yeah especially podcasts specifically. And Carl, I don't, I don't like, know how do you we... listen to them. I can't do it. I can't listen to anything. I'll, I'll never listen to anything I'm on. You're weird like that because you you won't watch other stand-ups. No. And you won't listen to any podcast or, or radio. And it's not that I think they suck. I just yeah. I have no interest. Like I just don't do it. I don't want to do it. Um, now I'll see if, if I see Colin or Attell on stage. If I'm walking through this, of course you stop and watch. It's always funny. Just to be polite, Co- Colin. <laughs> no, if they're bombing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Colin always make me laugh. He'll say something that always gets yeah, me. Yeah, he's the know. best. Yeah, I was yeah. actually thinking of Attell when they were talking about losing the anal beads. You used to have that joke about playing find the smell in his apartment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it was me. <laughs> Dave's very funny. So uh, we lost a fellow podcaster this week. Yeah. Anne Heche did not make it. Was she a podcaster? She was. That's why she was driving so fast. She was late. She was late for her podcast. So, Jimmy, I think you're going to find this to be fun. I hope you find this to be fun. So, Anne Heche is on the show called Better Together oh. with Heather Duffy. And people were saying that she left the podcast right before the accident. And I don't know if you've seen any of the footage of this, but she was driving like a lunatic. She almost hit a pedestrian. All the ring, the ring footage of her going yeah. down. You could hear flying through neighbors. Yeah. And then eventually hit a, a curb, went into a house, blew up the house. She was stuck in the car. Yeah. Um, they, they, she was in critical condition, but I think they had to take her off life support yesterday. What are you smiling about over there? <laughs> I, I'm smiling because if you want to hear Carl's real thoughts on this, listen to last week's creep off. Oh yeah, that's true. We did talk about this on the yes, creep off. That, that was before she passed, obviously. Oh, so yeah. what's really interesting is that the last podcast they put out, they had a takedown. Yeah, because it turns out there was cocaine in Anne's system, and you know there's speculation that she was maybe boozing it. There was a bottle oh. of vodka in their car when they took a photo of her before she was driving. And Why did they take that photo of her before they were driving? That's a great question. Do you want to pose just before you kill people? Yeah. <laughs> it was a weird shot, yeah. But did they know her, the people that took that picture, or was that just from a stranger who just That's recognized a good question. her? Yeah. New York Post pulled it from She somewhere. hit something. She hit, like, one garage and then yep. turned around. And, and kept, kept going. Yeah, that sounds like somebody who's, like, high, who, yeah. who wants to either kill them. Did her brother kill himself driving a car? Somebody told me that, but I have to I ask because I don't know if it's true. I didn't see that when I was doing any research, so I'm not sure. Okay. Maybe it's complete falsehood. That's, I'm glad I asked it. Well, there's a rule that we have on this show. (laughs) So we'll never know. We'll never know if it's true or not. All right. So what's interesting here is that... Fire and forget. Remember, they took this episode down, but I want to thank the listener. Do you remember who it was who sent us this episode? Oh, shit. I got to go find it. Yeah, look at him. I'm sorry. I should should have written that down. But a listener found the audio that's been scrubbed from the internet. And so we have it here. And I have the video form just because there's software that tries to decipher what Anne Heche is saying. So I thought that'd be helpful oh. for us, even though it doesn't always get it right. They'd be shocked to know we are actually stone cold sober right now. Except that we are sitting with refined. But wait, we I each have... have a bottle in front of us because our friends sent us refined. I want to point out. So Heather's the one saying, by the way, we're, we're sober right now. And Anne Hayes is the one going, well, except for the fact that I got vodka in front of me. Yeah. So Refine is a, a brand of vodka that oh, sponsors the okay. show. Wait, and I, I think I out. even did a bad commercial for them when we were in the beginning of our days about, let's say, 64 episodes ago. And we did a terrible commercial. Oh, it was not it was fun. No, no, it was a fun commercial. But we were like, "Oh my God, refined." When we thought, yeah, we were if like, you're in doing commercials, we was, and you, you should go, go here refine. and there, and you should go there and here, and oh my God, it was terrible. We didn't quite know how to do commercials. 
That sounds like someone on Coke. Maybe, yeah. But I don't know what she sounded like normally. No. Like, I, I, yeah, I know who she is from yeah. dating Ellen and like her being, but I don't, I wouldn't know. Like, if, if she had walked in the room without seeing all these pictures in the last two weeks, I would not have known that's Anne Hage. I have no that's idea. That's true. She's what changed she sounds a lot, like. too. I got to say, she used to be a piece of ass. She's very sexy, yeah. 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 And it's not going, it wasn't, well, it's no. certainly not going well now, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what she, uh, what she sounds like totally sober, so I wouldn't know the difference. All right. Well, let's assume she sounds like an adult. Okay. And then yeah. listen to, to this clip. Dr. Rom said that we should be drinking vodka instead of wine. And we listened. So Refined makes vodka. They sent us vodka. And we are and we are drinking their it. advice. Although, if you look to the side, you might see. <laughs> With <it>. wine <laughs> chasers. So she might have been drinking. Yeah, with wine chasers, too. But, you know, it's doctor's orders. What are you going to do? Like Dr. Nick. Isn't it crazy? You're doing a podcast. Inflammable means flammable. Yeah. I'll buy the goddamn drugstore. You talking about Nicopolis, Dr. Nick? No. Oh, Elvis's doctor. Yes, Dr. Yeah, Nicopolis. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Dr. Nick was That's where he got the name from. Unofficial. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I, really? That's the Simpsons thing? Yeah. Never saw it. Yeah. <laughs> of course not. I don't. I thought you were just talking about the real Elvis doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he probably was. Uh, all right. So Anne starts telling a story. And if I'm Heather on this episode of this show, I might just pull the plug and go, you know, let's just record another time. It's not going to work out today. I was I was outside. I lived downtown, as people know. And I was uh, on the mezzanine level. At the, there's a garden. They call it a garden on our, in our parking lot, basically. And I was outside meditating, and uh, which is different for me than most people because I, I'm kind of active when I meditate. I actually did have my eyes closed, and um, and I was a driving. Dog started barking. My <laughs> eyes open, and there is a a pit bull coming toward me, barking his head off off a leash, and I'm up against the wall of the building underneath. The, 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 the buildings behind me are so gorgeous because it's on, on West Broadway downtown, and so the Orpheum Theater signs, the old, old beautiful signs. Yeah, she sounds a little tipsy. But I that's a podcast that. you would tape. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't end that podcast because you know that if somebody is fucked up and they're yeah. saying some crazy shit, it's better. It's better audio. Like you, you, unless you, it's your friend and you want to protect her at some point, she sounds pretty zooted. Uh, yeah, but but does she normally do that on the podcast? That's does, a good question. Does, does she still have a publicist? Because if any publicist has heard this, this is not getting out. Well, Heather Duffy is a publicist. Like she's oh. a PR professional, which is interesting. Get the fuck. I out. know. I, this is not going to look good for her either. But if you're known as being kind of fucked up and like doing coke in Hollywood, like, yeah, that's yeah, that's a lot of Hollywood. Like a lot of people drink and get fucked up in Hollywood. So I, I don't think that's that crazy. I don't hear anything like this. I I, have you ever heard podcasts. Rob Lowe's podcast like this? <laughs> you no, know, exactly. No. That's what I mean. You know what she sounds like? She sounds like you know when Kristen Wiig was doing Kathy Lee. And being out, you wouldn't know this. No. It's an SNL thing. Kristen Wiig used to play Kathy Lee on SNL yeah. and just like be like way too drunk to be on the air. That's kind of like Anne Hayes sounds like she's doing that character. Do you think that Mike Tyson sounds more coherent on yes. his podcast? Yes. Than this? I agree. <laughs> I agree. Only barely, but yes. <laughs> we got a new game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So this is funny because Heather is trying to promote this procedure, the skin procedure from this physician. In, in Hollywood. Yeah, you got to burn it all off. Well, it's interesting you say that because that is kind of the case. But Anne's not understanding they're trying to promote this procedure. 
So Anne's shitting all over it, and I can tell the Heather's just going, oh, no. Oh, that's, that's funny. When you don't know that it's a sponsor, yeah. and you're bashing, what the fuck is this shit? They're sponsors. Oh, well, Anne oh. should know, because she got the procedure for free. They both did, in order, so they could do the testimonials. Oh, okay. Down the road, and this is great. No, no, no. I have to tell you, no, no, no. Well, that was that was about five days later. The day after, I swear to God, if, if I had known what I was going to look like, which, by the but way, yeah, I never would have done it because the day glad? after, I looked like a train, like that choo-choo train that you just heard. I looked like that train ran over my face. I don't look at the, I mean, I know I'm an actress, but the fact of the matter is everybody looks at me so much and I have to sit and make up surgery. I'm a person who does not look in the mirror very often. I don't spend too much time on my face. I don't look my face. I don't pick at my face. Not the rear view mirror, not the side mirrors. I do not spend, I I spend time crafting characters. I don't look in the mirror. When I got up the next... Jim comment? Well, you know, the thing, the the funny part to me, all I can think of is how she's shitting on a sponsor and the other woman is going, what the fuck are you... Yeah. But hold on, they're pre-taping this. This is not live, right? Correct. Oh yeah, so she could just cut this. Yeah, so listen, it gets even better here. Day from getting this, I looked like an Aboriginal, like well, like so had tattoo on like a little I bit. Didn't. But when I got up the next day, I looked like the elephant woman and her cousin, like I both two faces. She's picking is... everything awful she can look like. <laughs> I, I, I sound like an elephant stepped on me. I, I, I look like a train hit my face. I look like 10 people shit in my head. <laughs> and, the, and Heather's probably going, there's a fucking sponsor. What are you doing? <laughs> shit, we really lost an artist, didn't we? <laughs> Once we got through that week, uh, it, 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 I see uh, a difference. And the difference is supposed to... Uh, be most noticeable at six to twelve weeks because it regenerates your cells under your skin. Yeah, this is one like when you're doing it and it's and the wheels have come off. You're like, we have to just retape this commercial. Yeah, no, yeah, no shit. And she's just like, I would never do that again. That was the worst thing I've ever done in my life. And I was like, yeah, but like twelve weeks later, you would healed, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Twelve great. weeks later, it's Jesus. supposed to be a rough first couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Can you imagine if they tried to sell the vaccine that way? It says right here, looking like the elephant man is normal for the first couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. I like the fact that the elephant girl's sister is also fucked up looking in her analogy. Yeah, right. I look like the elephant woman and her sister. Yeah. Her sister is also deformed. Yeah, she's uh, like, why are you bringing me into this? Yeah, what I do? Yeah. The goddamn elephant man reunion. Yeah, the elephant girl's sister is the one who gets all the dick because the elephant girl is so ugly. All right, boo. All right, so... This is Anne Hayes just derailing any type of conversation that Heather is trying to have. It's like a little needle. So a tiny little needle burns tiny little holes all over our face, which makes the cells regenerate in some way that tightens and lifts and removes wrinkles. People actually use it as a boob lift, which I'm interested in doing. You know, Your like, boobs would take so way longer than my I boobs know, they would, would take. Cost double there too. would be like nine days on Heather's boobs and maybe like 20 minutes on mine. Like all in and out with Anne. Like I could go through the drive-thru and Heather would be there for like two weeks at the, b- 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 the hotel. My anyway, I believe the drive through part. In other words, your tits suck, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> or Heather has big tits. I don't know what Heather looks like. Maybe Anne has small breasts and Heather has uh, large tits. I think that's I think that's what they're implying there. But I just decided that I think that from now on, when someone derails a conversation on a podcast, we should call that Anne Hashing the show. Mm. I think that that is probably could be used to uh, describe a lot of the creep off episodes. Sometimes you just got to get back on the bleach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the uh, way, this program that deciphers is funny, the mistakes it's making. Yeah. 
I know it's trying. I know <laughs> it's really trying. This is the last clip I have on this. And when you're trying to sell a procedure like this, where they're like killing skin cells and then they regrow, yeah, you don't want to be too descriptive. It's about supposed to be it. very painful. Yeah, it's a painful, painful procedure. You, you look terrible. Afterwards. Yeah, you're like shit. The last thing you want to do is provide a ton of details on it. It gets so, it all becomes those little dots become brown like yeah. like spots. They they get brown and then they peel off. I mean, that, okay, let's that's, right. Yeah, that's super gross. But that well, is I mean, totally, yes. it's, 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 it's I mean we want to be real, but not that real. But but oh, all right, all right, I'll hide it. Well, I'm kidding. Somebody <laughs> could be having lunch right now, and they're just like, okay. Well, it's also because it's a sponsor. A sponsor, but not just the lunch, and probably just went and got it done, and for like didn't real. Oh yeah, they gave it for free. But as an actress, you probably get so much shit for free. You're kind of used to things being comped or people liking you, and then you're not realizing. Oh, we're talking about this for a reason. And and plus, in Anne's defense, she has no idea where she is right now. She's having this conversation. She's like, "What is this thing? Why is this in front of me?" Yeah, God knows, I've said that. I lifted up a dress. Home run, call me a home run. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy, I know you do have to take off, and I want to be conscious of your time. Was that really the last Anne Hayes clip? It was. You didn't feel like beating a dead Hayes anymore? (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there. Um, I did want to play this for you because Chip has been calling into the show pretty regularly. Really? Lately. I did not know that. Which is cool. And then Edgar got in on the action last week. Oh. So Chip called back in again. Hey, Carl, it's Chipper. Or that guy Edgar called it the other day. Fucking suck, cuck, and try to steal Chipper's thunder. Fuck him and his mother. I'm zooted. I'm fucking zooted off my medicine and rum raisin and ice cream. <laughs> call me back, Carl. You, Chip doesn't remember call it, making that phone call. Do you know what makes me so happy is that someone did that and their wife walked in and went, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> There's people doing that, and they have to explain to people around them what that is. Bill, you're not zooted. Who are you talking to? <laughs> what, why are you talking in that voice? And what is opera falls? What does that mean? Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, we have ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I do have a to catch a dabbler. So if you want to just hang out and play a sure. game with us real quick. Okay, sure. And then uh, we'll get you out of here. So this is a game show we play every week. What you're going to hear is a professional podcaster start talking about something, and then you have to guess how he's going to complete that thought. Okay. And you'll get multiple choice, sure. so they'll give you options for it. It's time for everyone's favorite game show, To Catch a Dabbler. Are you ready to play To Catch a Dabbler? I started going there because I, I, was, I, I was still smoking. So they, they on the patio you could smoke. So I hung out with my friend Tamra, and that's where I met this chick Jessica, this girl that I was you know stooping, and that's, and that's when her friend Daphne, who I was you know you know I met out with, and I like I, I saw it hanging out, and then I like I, I I picked up actually the first girl I had sex with after after my separation I picked up at Pickwick's, and um. But uh, I just, and now that I hang out inside, I just, because everybody knows, you know, it's Cheers. Everybody knows your name. You know all the bartenders. Like, it's just like one big family, you know. What did John say next? Here are your choices. Number one, I'm like Sam Malone. You know, the celebrity in the bar. Oh, Jesus. Everybody knows me. Next, okay. if you're short on cash, 
somebody will give you cash. <laughs> Next. Let's get on. Every time I walk in, everybody yells, John. You know, like they used to do with Norm. <laughs> on Cheers. <laughs> Number four. And Coors Lights are only three bucks at happy hour. Oh, so it's great. A lot of possibilities. Lastly, plus, they let me run a tab until I get paid <laughs> to catch a dabbler. All right, I always go first, and I'm going to pick number three because I want it to be the answer. I want to hear him do the whole cheers thing. They all yell, John, when I come in, like Norm. So I don't think that's going to be the answer, but I want it to be. $3 course. Yeah. $3 course. Now, I love John. He's my friend. Know, you guys friend. know that. Yeah. I love, I'm love. i friends right. with John. I'm going to guess... Uh, I'm going to guess the uh, the Coors line because that just makes the most sense to me. Okay. All right. As a friend, you probably know him better than we do. So I would, I've never seen him drink, but I mean, I would assume that that's what somebody, anybody, no matter how much money you have, wants cheaper beer. I mean, that's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, reasonable. Nobody, nobody has that much money that they say cheaper beer sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that is reasonable. Producer Chris? I'm going with Sam Malone. And also, that's number one. It's never the first one. So I think I think we're due for the first okay. one. Okay. Yeah. Sam Malone. Jen from the Jingles Department is here. Jen, do you have a guess on this? Number four? I'm guessing four. All right. Okay. We got a lot of fours on the board. All right. Let's find out. I started going there because I I was I, I was still smoking. So they, they on the patio you could smoke. So I hung out with my friend Tom. Gonna play the whole thing again. And that's yeah, why I met yeah. this chick, Jessica, this girl that. that I was, you know, stooping, and, and that's when her friend Daphne, who I was, you know, you know, I met out with. And He's I, a gentleman. Like I, I started <laughs> yeah. hanging out, and then I, like I, I, I picked up. Actually, the first girl I had sex with after, after my separation, I picked up at Pickwick's, and, um. But uh, I just, and now that I hang out inside, I just, because everybody knows, uh, you know, it's, it's cheers. Everybody knows your name. You know all the bartenders. Like, it's just like one big family, you know. If you're short of cash, somebody will, ah! you know, give you cash. You know, there's, every occupation is there. Plum is, no one picked it. you know. Wow. Uh, it was too uh, on the nose. Um, yeah. It was too uh, on Electricians, brand. carpenters, uh, contractors. I mean, anything you need. Like and everyone just yeah. like it's like it's it's barter town. Roach hey, I'll do this. Except I'll a get plumber. you tickets to fucking yeah. Alan, You know you you know I you know take care of my pipes that I clogged up from my third fucking shit of the day. It doesn't matter. Everyone helps each other and it's a nice pub and it's four dollars a pint. Uh, Wait, is it all of the answers? Yeah, it's much. it's all of the answers, isn't it? No, That's say. all for this week. Come he back. did say the pints were three dollars, though. He said four dollars. Four bucks. Four. I got to get partial credit, though. I think. Uh, right? I don't know. As a, as a fair game show host that I am. Fine, take it. Jim Norton, thank you so much for coming over tonight. <laughs> this was fun, man. I, I, I uh, you run a great uh, show. You're really good, Thanks, buddy. It's very fun. So, you guys uh, are great. Jim and Thank Sam you, is on SiriusXM Monday through Thursday. Yeah, or uh, Chip Chipperson once a week for as long as I continue to do that. Yes, um, it's just always a fun humiliating. show. Humiliating, and uh, just yeah, JimNorton.com if you want to come see me live. I have minimal dates left. Cool, we're coming to see you tonight. I'm yeah, oh great, yeah, I'm happy. Vinny man. said that you crushed it last night. Thank you. Yeah, I'm club. still putting the material in order. I want to do something with it, and it's going back and forth, late show, early show. But yeah, it's been good. Fantastic. Thank you guys. And this great. the Jim and Sam podcast. If you don't have Sirius. 
You have one out there with uh, Adam Friedland and, and Nick, Nick Mullen. Mullen. Yeah, that was the first episode, and uh, they finally let us do it. It was that was a long haul to get them to let us put a podcast. I know. I was actually surprised that they did do that. I caught one of the bosses walking. I'm just like, look, man, this would be. And he goes, ah, all right. Like it was just like that That's simple. Amazing. You can just sometimes grab somebody and ask them nicely. That's going to increase yes. your audience. I don't know how many people subscribe to Sears. I think it's like 30 million. Something like or something that. Something like yeah. that. But a podcast just makes it available to 100 million just immediately. Yeah, I hope so. I hope we get some people listening to it. I hope we get some ears on it. You know, guys, I really do. People All like right. <laughs> Thank you Jim, very much. This was great. Have a good one, buddy. Thank right, you. I'll see you tonight. Yes. Jim killed last night. Yeah. Thank you. I, notice how I don't leave? Well, thank you very much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw Jim in Toronto at an amphitheater play for 40,000 people. It was the funnier die. And you murdered that. I don't know how you could possibly do stand-up comedy for 40,000 people. Well, you know, it was a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Toronto. Wasn't me, but whoever it was killed. I'm happy. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. See you, you, man. All right. Not enough Doug Bell. Yeah, we didn't get any Doug Bell today. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Now, you guys might remember that I confused... Rainbow Connection and Somewhere Over the Rainbow, yep. those two songs. So My Room Records put together a song for us that's uh, pretty fantastic. Why are there so many shows run by losers? And why are they trashing me? Just cause I dabble in cases of cold course on top of my balcony so while soup kevin had get all his jenna those super chats should be for me That's great. (laughs) I have to give a quick Stuttering John update. Last time we were listening to him, he was talking about, because we've been off for, we didn't do the mid show Mm -hmm. this week. So we have a lot of stuff that's been piling up. And uh, John said that coming up on his Saturday show, meaning a week ago today, he was going to reveal the company that he was suing yep. and the CEO, and he was going to get into all the details. He has not brought it up one time since then, to my knowledge. Huh. And I don't watch every second of every episode. I thought he didn't like to lie. Yeah, I know. Once again, he put out this promise out there that he was going to do something, and then lo and behold, he did not do it. So we'll keep an eye on that for everyone. Don't you worry. I'm on top of that. John had some funny moments. He had this meltdown at one of the bars he goes to because the what? bartender likes Trump. And so he completely lost his mind on her and, and won't be going there anymore. Yeah. I don't care how cheap these calls are. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Listen to this. The way that. Oh, wait, I do. We'll, we'll play it on a show coming up soon because it's one of the funniest clips. The way that John argues politics, even when he's arguing with himself, because it's not even in the real conversation. He's recreating it for us. And every single thing is just like, well, you know, Biden's kind of out of it. Well, Trump's an asshole. You're like, that's not that doesn't solve anything. What do you what do you mean? Why is that your go to? It's everything? always good to go back in time and talk <laughs> about right. things that really yeah. don't matter when yeah. you're trying to discuss. What if they both suck, John? Do you ever <laughs> think about that scenario? I don't know. Who knows? All right, so I have to play this clip for you. I don't know if you've seen this, Vinny, but this is 
some bullshit. <laughs> and I was, was kind of hoping to get Jimmy's take on it. I don't think he would have said too much based on their friendship. But this is some low, <laughs> scummy bullshit that John is pulling right now. Really? The reason the former president was not... Oh, and the reason why I started it here, this episode of John's show, he played a three-minute clip of Rachel Maddow with no transformative content at all, just played it uh-huh. on his show. This guy who's always... It's allowed, Your Honor, because I agreed with her. Yeah, right. He's always concerned about copyright yeah. infringement and just plays other people's content on his show and doesn't comment on it at all. And watch... He, I think that this um, clip ends before he thought it was going to, so he's completely ill-prepared to get onto the microphone and start his show. This is the start of his show. The reason the former president was not at his Florida home for today's FBI raid may in fact have been because he was in New York City. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Stuttering John podcast with your favorite host, Stuttering John Melendez. Uh, you just wipe some bologna off uh, his face. Okay, <laughs> let me just address this. One of our beloved chatters, loved one, is going through expensive-ass chemo. They have chosen to remain anonymous. Any PayPal donation. Again, the sore on his hand. I just had to point it out every time. I've just never seen someone who gets sores on the palms of their hands. It's like, fucking stigmata. <laughs> <laughs> Remain anonymous. Any PayPal donation will go to help pay for the chemo. So anything that you send to me through PayPal, I promise will go directly to that person. I've seen Grifter's Grift before. I just watched Alex Jones. This is fucking new level right here. So here's the deal. I learned something from little Jimmy earlier. Yeah, what's that? That you can't just call someone a liar and a thief, but you can say things like, what a shitbag. What a shitbag thing to do. John, if you want to support your friend and you want your audience to help support them, set up a GoFundMe. Yeah. I'm not going to call someone a liar. I will say I don't believe them, though. I don't know that he's doing the accounting correctly on the back end for these donations. Because I know that that's also the PayPal account where he wants you to donate to his show. That's where everything goes. It's going into one fucking kitty here, dude. Yeah. Have you ever seen anything like this before? Donate money to me. There, there's a person out there who needs help. Give me your money. I'll take care of it. I've never seen this. He before. also have to. He's never taking points the money out that themselves. he promises. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know. What, that what right a tell. There. What a tell. He's like, look, there have been times when I've lied <laughs> about my finances and okay. I've been caught. So <laughs> this will not be one of those times. One of the things I've researched for the creep off a lot is like how police interrogate people and like the tells for lying. Yeah. And if you go back and rewind this just yes. a little bit, he's real there's, fidgety. There's one that you'll notice. You have sores on your which palms. Which is. Just touching your face. Yes. Uh, yes. There's a watch, lot of that. Yes, watch, watch him that. do this. Good call, Vinny. Yeah. Anonymous. That's why you're funny. <laughs> Any PayPal donation will go to help pay for the chemo. So anything that you send to me through PayPal. And it's immediately after the lie, too. Yeah. We'll go towards the chemo. That, also, I'm not has, calling him a liar. I'm just saying. His other I've been hand about it lately. Vinny, he has, hand, he has his fingers crossed behind his back. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's okay. <laughs> That's a telltale sign. <laughs> the I other promise one. we'll go directly to that person. It's not directly. 
He keeps the other hand out of frame yeah, because right. it's so covered in sores, even he knows not to <laughs> let the trolls take a look at it. He goes, I promise it'll go directly to them. This is the opposite of directly. This is the definition of a middleman, John. And, you know, once PayPal takes, takes their, their fees. Takes their cut. Yeah. And I take John's cut. Yeah, and of course I have to manage all of it. Services and fees. <laughs> Everything that I can do, and this is just something else that I can do. So if you want to help, fine. If you can't afford to, fine. Maybe one day I'll be able to tell you who it is. But right now, they have chosen for me not to reveal who they are. I hope next week he's wearing like a three-piece nice suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I have bad news. They died. Yeah, made of gold. <laughs> <laughs> they they passed away. It was tragic. How stupid pointing this out in the subreddit. How stupid is this that he's going on here and saying you got to donate to this anonymous person. It's not even someone in the chat. It's someone who someone in the chat knows. And yet you can't say who it is. Who would want to be anonymous in this scenario? It's so, like when you're going under chemo, people are going to know about it. Yeah, yeah. Even if John is telling the honest to God's truth here, yeah, well, let's this is not how possible. you. This is not how you handle this. What you do is they have a GoFundMe, they have something where they collect the money. You don't collect the money yourself. Never. You never. never do that. This is insane. And this is how we started this show off. But it's someone we have to take him to all... DC to get chemo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and ask Marjorie Trailer Park Green some questions that are very funny. Uh, Mitch McDickless. <laughs> All right, I want to point out for people who are listening to the show that as John's going through this whole thing, he has it up on a banner on the video and a scrolling banner below. So the three different ways he's telling you to PayPal him money for this anonymous person who has chemo. Eel, who they are, and if they're paying for chemo treatment out of their pocket. No stuttering John audience is going to be able to cover that, yeah, that in cover any single way. Parking at the hospital, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kinky Loco's like, oh, let me dig into my college fund. But it's someone that we all know and love and is in this chat on a regular basis. So uh, I would never ask if it wasn't something important. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you would never ask for money, right, John. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's I know it's weird for you to be even asking for money. You're yeah. so not used to that. Usually I'm asking for me, but this time <laughs> Normally it's... I would never ask for money for someone else. Right. <laughs> yes. And I, and I love that he goes, if you can give anything. What the fuck is wrong with you that you're begging for money and then trying to act like you're compassionate? Listen, I know there's a recession and inflation, so whatever you can give, I'm just going to hold up this fireman's boot, and if you can just pop some change in there, please. A roach just crawls out of the top of it. <laughs> oh, I forgot to ask Jimmy about his roaches. Damn it. Probably would have turned into a John discussion anyway, so maybe it's better. That we didn't. And by the way, I do want to point out, Jimmy did have to leave just now. People are going to be like, oh, oh, they talk about John. And so he, <laughs> yeah. the he conspiracy. Um, there was a really funny thread in the subreddit and the Dabblers Anonymous. where Because, you know, I've been saying that they make shit up that didn't happen. And then I'll comment on it. Someone's like, I can't believe Carl has Susanna on his show. Uh, <laughs> John's ex-wife uh, on, that, uh, on that super secret bonus episode on Patreon. And there's a lot of funny comments. My favorite one was from Fixit403. He says, I can't believe even Suzanne or Trash John's kids talk about a heel turn. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. 
That's funny. Yeah, I thought that was great. Also, in WATP News, uh, I want to announce that Kaya has challenged Ethan Ralph to a fight. Yes. So that's out there. He he wants to box him. (laughs) So... I actually was going to say that we should put Fight Ethan Ralph on the Wheel of Consequences. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to offer that up. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. What have we done today? Uh, A lot, man. Yeah, we've done it all. You know what that means? It's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. The teaser. The teaser. Next week's teaser. The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. We have a Wednesday show coming up that comes out on Thursday. Because I'm really good at marketing. Our Wednesday show, which is available Thursday afternoon. And uh, this is the podcast that we will be reviewing. Because we are talking about Conan all the time. Okay. Uh, no, we aren't. Okay, I'm kidding. Good. No, I'm kidding. Because we're not really going to. No. Um, but, you know, I mean. Cause, we, uh, he might be more boring to the two of us than to anyone else. I know. That's the thing. maybe his family. No, absolutely. That's the thing. And I do feel like, uh, by the way, I'm, I'm uh, talking to Liza Powell O'Brien. Uh, who's here today to promote both her new podcast mm-hmm. and her play? Oh, isn't okay. it? Your, aren't well, here? it's that's over, but we can talk about oh, it. Oh, sure. but I mean, isn't it going to play? And you're not going to. It's hope. not going to run anywhere else. Listen, if anyone out there would like to produce it, please contact me. <laughs> well, whoops. This is the three questions with Andy Richter. Uh, Andy Richter also has a. Everyone knows about Conan O'Brien's podcast, but Alex uh, gangrenously suggested that we check out the three questions with Andy Richter. So we are going to be uh, doing that with Pat Oates, the return of Pat Oates onto the show. Your podcast stinks. (laughs) Your podcast stinks. You know, man, I can't get behind Andy Richter. He was funny for a while. He was great on Conan, but every time I see him in anything else. I know. It's just. It's never good. That Conan rub, Conan rub is like fucking poison for your career, I think. You think so, or do you think that Conan actually made him seem more talented than he actually was? That, I think that guess. he might be mild, mildly more amusing than a lot of people in Hollywood. Yeah, right. But, and then being next to Conan yeah, O'Brien makes, just, it, makes yeah. it fun. They had a pretty good writing staff over there for a time, too, so that probably helped. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to listen on Wednesday or Thursday, whenever the fuck you release this. <laughs> What are you, Anne Hashing my show right now, Vinny? Actually, I kind of was. You See? got it? Yeah! I told you that would work. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny, what's going on with the creep off, buddy? We um, having fun over there? Carl, we got to do a bonus episode next week. Sounds good. Okay. I have some really great videos clipped ready to go for that. Nice. Monday. Nice. Monday, we are going to be doing the creepiest McDonald's employee. Yes. I'm very excited for that I, because I have a list. I call Grimace. I call 1972 <laughs> Grimace. Whoever invented Grimace, I call I them. I didn't know we worked there. Yeah. No. Okay. Full time. Well, <laughs> full time. F- FTE. <laughs> there, there's probably a lot of employees with big purple diabetic feet. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But, you know. <laughs> So that's going to be on Monday. You listen to uh, the Creep Off, wherever you listen to podcasts. And there's one ticket left for the roast. Please buy it. Jesus Christ. Also, I just went on Pat Dixon's show, the New York City Crime Report. Tell him I said thanks for the invite. And uh, yeah, he said you're not as funny. And he doesn't want to talk to you anymore. I understand. Uh, but Pat is confirmed he's coming to the roast. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. So that, that'll be uh, a lot of fun. So we have Pat Dixon. Yes. We have... Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve. Yeah. We have... Producer Chris. Producer Chris. We have Andy. Yes. We have Croge. We have Cardiff Electric. Cardiff Electric's going to be there. 
He ain't going to Detroit. He ain't going to Manhattan. Carter's coming to our show. Nice. The Creep Off Show. I love it. So I love it. That's exciting. One person has a chance to get on that boat. Yeah, this is going to be... People are going to be reselling these tickets probably outside of the venue for 3X, 4X, the face value, so... Oh, certainly. Yeah. Certainly. It's probably going to be me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you do get a dry hand job with it, but still, I think it's overpriced. Yeah, you had to have gotten a VIP ticket for that, and uh, Carl uses his feet. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> you laughing at over there, Jenny Jiggles. <laughs> Please join us again next time. It might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony. Parting in the mush pits of morning radio. And now the show is over now. <sighs> mm, okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. Internet news. From YouTube, Jay Horvath writes, This was genius to have Mike on. If humanity realizes how wrong John was in this situation, but if slash when he hears this, he'll still believe Mike is a Benedict, ben, Benedict, Benedict traitor. And he goes on to add, that's crazy that you gave away John's social security number and created a Bumble account for his son this episode. He's going to sue you from here to Swindlin. Brother Ted, John's blurted first national burger joint question was a 10 on the Cliff Clavin uninteresting information for the purpose of a Attention scale. Husey Entertainment. I love when stuttering John tells us I'm stuttering. Yeah, we know. That's like telling us you're hungover. Spitting Venom truly does so with I wish, I truly wish I could say this is getting old, but this actually just gets better. In the goddamn history of the world, there has never been someone who gets in their own way, as well as being 100% blind about who he is, than this reject. He is the saddest dude I've ever seen. Dennis shares, John had no problem threatening me with his connected friends for posting a bad Amazon book review. And over at Reddit, Nicholas Cage is outraged. No show today? You club-footed freak. Trefus Jones. John doesn't skip shows. Unless he's writing for a trivia app. Getty Lee's thumb. He's away simping on ween, the smile-talking oaf. Nefariousness, okay. Carl's in Colorado getting high as fuck at a South Park convention. And flat writes, I hope Carl remembers next week to tell us it's the 14th midweek episode or whatever. And Hank Sinatra Jr. posts a picture of his fantasy book, Easy For You To Say Exactly, by Carl, and riffs, one too much smile talking. Bob Dylan's mustache. Every chapter starts with, as you know, I have some experience with marketing. And there are tidbits of boomer financial advice spread throughout. Turbo 7049. And the racism. MP Gamer. And ends with, needless to say, I had the last laugh. And Roscoe plays us out with, this book, it's interesting to note, while not a documentary, is a picture of exactly what it takes to figure out what we're even talking about. Back when I had a job with coworkers, it was pointed out to me that I say interesting to note quite often. And honestly, I don't even know what that means. And yet I say it all the time. So that was a pretty good comment there at the end. Let's talk about Colorado. We just saw the South Park 25th anniversary show with Ween and Primus and Matt and Trey, Mm -hmm. and I was blown away by it at Red Rocks. uh, It was the greatest concert I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. 
I'll talk about some highlights. All right. Ween was there. <laughs> yes. Primus was there. Listen to this, Vinny. I know that you like guys who are overweight and in tight pants touching each other. <laughs> but listen to this real quick. They play Blame Canada from the South Park movie. Mm-hmm. Then there's an animation of Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson. And then Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson come out on stage and play Closer to the Heart with Primus and Matt Stone on drums. And it was a surprise to Matt. He did not know they were there. And they had him learn this song. They're like, this is why we had you learn this song. And he was like, holy shit. It was really a moment. It was kind of like when Ric Flair in 1982. Let me see if I can, yeah, can, see if I can bring it back here. It was the prime era of the horseman, son. Also, Tommy the Cat with Butters as yeah. Tommy the Cat. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was incredible. It was a really good show. I uh, I can't wait to watch the live uh, version or not the live version the the video yeah. of it. It's gonna be on Comedy Central. It right? is yes, yeah. worth cool. worth checking out. I would go to that show every night of the week if it were available. If it were on every night of the week, I'd go to every <laughs> single show because <laughs> that's uh, that's how much fun that I had. Yeah. Uh, all right, I want to get to voicemail since great take. Yeah, I'm the teller to his pens. Suddenly, go ahead. No, no. What else? It was a good show. <laughs> see this fucking guy it broke my brain and i don't think i can ever see another show again i know that's all i had to say i know i my band played a show last night and it sucked oh. compared to that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're quitting yeah i'm like well this sucks yeah. unless we're gonna do america fuck yeah as an encore then i don't know yeah, what yeah, we're even yeah. doing anymore you lost that direction <clears throat> you've right. been to the mountain and now it's over that's why Vinny's my life coach <laughs> Uh, oh, I, I would have told you to quit a long time ago. I want to hit some voicemails. Vic, I guess, has to do something for the Navy today or something. She's prioritizing that over reading reviews. Which... I hope it's a strap a fucking bomb to her back and never swim to Korea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the bomb's necessary in this scenario. Yeah. I think she's doomed either way. Actually, I do. I <laughs> prefer the bomb. The bomb might be a flotation device, actually. Yeah, the only thing that saved you was that bomb. Yeah. <laughs> She's got flotation devices. That's a good point. You're making a lot of She'll sense. She'll float. Don't you worry. She'll float. <laughs> I like that we could be misogynist even with her not here. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty. That's how talented we are. There was a voicemail that was a little bit too long that said that Husey is the best guest and that I step on his jokes. And I did notice that I was yeah, talking over him a bit. You did, man. He was trying to get those farts into the mic and you were just talking over it. <laughs> yeah, my bad. <sighs> All right. So we had uh, Doug from Who's Right on the show. People love, people love Doug. Oh, yeah. He's great. Hey, old man Doug hosted today, huh? He's one of my favorites. In the uh, Flat Earth episode, he referenced Romper Room, Speaking Spell, and Typing Class. I'm calling my shot that today he talked about Howdy Doody, Rock'em Sock'em Robots, and the Sadie Hawkins Dance. Don't call me back. Yeah, Doug's old. He's an older guy. I think it's the point that you're trying to make. Um, I always like when someone calls into the voicemail. You get our voicemails for the creep off. Do you ever have someone just like fail miserably? Yeah, Carl. Yeah. Just about every other call. Check this one out. Yo, Carl. Oh, shit. I forgot what else. <laughs> <laughs> that did not take long at all. All right. Uh, band practice guy called into the show. I always have to take a call from Bad Practice Guy. He takes priority. He's like my Snowy from Michigan. Sure. Bad Practice Guy. Sure. Hey, who the fuck calling on a goddamn live show every fucking month? I can't afford this shit. I'm broke, motherfucker. Call me back. 
We do have a lot of shows coming up. <laughs> September 17th, coming at the Carlson. September 30th, the Magic Bag in Ferndale, Michigan. Yep. yep. And then we'll be at the City Winery in New York City. And that's happening October 15th. Tickets will be available to the latter soon. So if you liked this, yeah, see you at the show. <laughs> yeah, this is Nate from Flint, Michigan. Tony Michael is doing an impersonation of Alex Jones. Sounds a lot like Homer when he's hypnotized at one time, and he's like, I'm a famous historian. Out of my way. I'm Andy Dickinson. Out of my way. Call me back. I actually really worked hard on an impression this week, Carl. Oh, what do you got? Well, um, this is my impression of Tony Michaels imitating Alex Jones. Okay. Hey, everybody, it's me, Tony Michaels. I'm doing my Alex Jones impression right now. I want everybody to know that it is me, Tony Michaels, imitating Alex Jones right now. And now the news. Something now the news. Something Alex Jones has never said. <laughs> and now to the news. You know, that old <laughs> saying of his. Take it away, boys. Yeah. <laughs> that really was so bad. Uh, he stinks. <laughs> All right. This is going to be a great voicemail. What should I talk about? That's a reference to the stripper show oh, where they go, we got a great show for you today. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> How about that snow? <laughs> By the way, we didn't point that out. We were in Denver. Fucking hot as balls. Oh, God. Do you want to talk about the weather for a few minutes? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this one's for Vic, but she's not here. So. I thought Vic was a comedian. When you asked her what she was going to study in college, it would have been hilarious if she said graphic design. But she was like, oh, I'm going to be a mortician because I'm a creepy, edgy girl that likes horror movies. Basic bitch shit. <laughs> she did miss an easy joke there. Yeah. What a ba- basic bitch shit is uh, fucking being a mortician. All these broads with their pumpkin spice lattes and fucking yeah. turtleneck sweaters just fucking chopping open bodies. That old chestnut. <laughs> Hey, Carl, Patch, Michael, this is how I talk. Here, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Patrick Michael called me a cunt. All right. Let's see what's going on here. This one's for producer Chris. Listen up, asshole. Okay. Hi, this is for producer Chris. Um, Is is my bass tone okay? Thank yep. you. What do you think? I think it's spot on. All right. There you go. Producer Chris gives you the thumbs up approval on that one. Uh, Cocaine Jesus called into the show at 3.37 a.m. <laughs> Story checks out. <laughs> yeah. And this is, this is the message that he left. It's a little early for him. The message he left for me. Now, if anyone doesn't know who Cocaine Jesus is, he's from Detroit, and he came to our show in Lombard and uh, started drinking sometime before I woke up that day. Yep. And passed out in the front row. And then we met him again in Nashville. And, uh, wow, what's going to happen next? <laughs> hey, Carl. This is Cocaine Jesus. I haven't seen you since Nashville. <laughs> Imagine being <laughs> that fucked up. And you're like, I should give Carl a call. <laughs> I wonder if Carl's thinking about me right now. I, I feel like <laughs> right. after hearing that message, there was an there was an expectation you were going to answer. Yeah, yeah right. I yeah. Know. <laughs> so what are you doing? <laughs> he thinks he's spooning you right now. <laughs> All right, Barack Obama, the real Barack Obama, oh. finally called back into the show. 
Hi, Carl. Uh, this is your old pal, uh, Barack Obama. Uh, I understand that, once again, I need to set the record straight. Uh, as somebody has called in, uh, impersonating me, and called you a cunt, uh, I'd like to clarify that that was not me, and I do not think you are a cunt. I only think that uh, Vic is a cunt. This has been Barack Obama, Sasha <laughs> Amelia. Thanks, Barack. <laughs> Sorry, says goodbye. Good to have you back, buddy. <laughs> well, Sasha Amelia to you too, Mr. President. Good night and good luck. <laughs> All right, this is Fergus from London calling into the show. Hello, this is Fergus calling from London, across the pond. You're a cunt. Oh. <laughs> this is catching out overseas now, too. Yeah. What is all this? This is bigger than Hulkamania. <laughs> <laughs> it's Cuntamania, brother. You stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt. Thank you. It's running wild across the country. I gotta go. Goodbye. Goodbye. That was a great episode. That was really great. Hello. I'm calling from Nambla, the North American Man-Boy Love Association. I'm calling for Carl. Carl, I just want to thank you, first, for renewing our membership. We appreciate your patronage, but mostly for all the great information that you shared with us about the children of stuttering John Melendez. Mostly the boys, though. That's what we prefer. Thank you again for everything, Carl. This is me from Nambla. Also, you're a cunt. What's with the dancing around the shit? I stink. You hate me. Great. Goodbye. Okay, folks. Guess what? This the episode's a- over. <laughs>